4: going to go on a killing
5: screen to shop and nail
3: it, 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 it. Confidence of a hero or a fool, I wasn't exactly certain, which
5: could not be more professional. It's all one that's
3: choose to go my life to. That's
5: okay.
3: It means something, It means something.
5: got away.
3: You know, that's my take on the way what series
6: what's yours. Protonic River
7: That's like a science thing, right?
3: That's right, that's right, that's right. It's a science thing. It is a science place. It is a scientific fact that we are all up in your face. It is time once again for the one, uh, the only, Protonic Reversal. That's right. Episode 200. 200, 200, 200. I'm, look, I'm as surprised as anyone. So uh, here's the treat for y'all. This is going to be a special episode. I'm going to have both my former co-hosts on. But uh, for people that were uh, important to the story of Protonic Versal, it's Brenna Betts and Josh Davis. So I'm going to talk to both of them, talk to them about their remembrances of the show, things along those lines. I'm going to do something special at the end. So there's no, you know, Dave Grohl's not coming on. <laughs> there's going to be no... uh marquee value necessarily uh, to this show but it's important to me to do it I, I and I think uh, I think it should be a pretty good time so thank you once again uh, protonconversal.com for the archives patreon.com slash protonconversal I promise the next one's going to be less indulgent? I don't know indulgent's the right word but anyway thank you very much uh, I, I don't I don't take it lightly hey, there we are Cool.
8: Okay, can you hear me?
3: I can. How Oh some. my
8: gosh, that's amazing.
3: There's a Lee savvy Fab song playing in the background that I don't want to be playing right now, though. So let me turn that
8: off. <laughs> well, I have like, there's a lot of chipmunk activity going on behind me. So. <laughs> you may hear that. I chipmunk activity. <laughs> oh. We are very, very active right now. <laughs>
3: it's a, it's a class, classic classic Brunabet situation high level <laughs> shipmunk activity
8: yeah they're yeah it's actually kind of annoying but i'm guessing it's going to be a big winter in there i don't know what the heck they're doing they're chirping
3: <laughs> it's weird they're, they're having a meeting to convene what the best uh, course of action is going to be i what think they're this, yeah
8: they're they're discussing their evacuation plan heck or something
3: exactly there, there's probably a lot of a lot of heated discussion going on in, in chip monkeys.
8: But um shh fire <laughs> the California fire jokes. This is
3: this is this is great because this is just like how the show used to be. Just like utter like random, like what? What's going on? Like what's happening?
8: Yeah, that's all I remember.
3: <laughs> of course for, for those uninitiated, uh this this we're talking to the one and only Brenna Batts former co host of this very show Mm -hmm. going to Protonic Reversal and it's been a while uh it was I think like episode seven I think was the first one that you were on and I had this written down but then I started dicking around with my audio settings so it is just like the the old days
8: (laughs) (laughs) I mean I don't know anything different like I was gonna say
3: I've had it, pretty, you know. It's it's hilarious because I've had it pretty dialed in, uh, especially for the past hundred episodes or so. And uh, you know, whatever. It's this is for old times' sake, I guess. we I guess that's a good place to start. To any as any, uh, I've kind of forayed. I've modified my password one thousand four hundred eighteen days ago. Wow. Okay. That's very specific.
8: <laughs> it is very specific. <laughs> what is that like? That's like three years? Three
3: years almost. Ago, so yeah, so I, I kept some notes in the thing that I keep notes in and it was bitching at me to do two-factor authentication and all that stuff. So yeah, typical old-school Protonic reversal bullshit, but uh, yeah, so I did the first six episodes solo, and you were on episode seven, and then your last episode was 88. So you did a total of 81 oh, wow. episodes. I actually figured this out ahead of time. I'm the guy that does wait, research.
8: Wait, so that's just under two years.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which which makes sense because, of course, for those not familiar with the show and the in the ensuing chaos uh, that is this, uh, I, I guess I should mention this is the two hundredth episode. I feel like uh, did, did you ever see, you ever see the office where uh, they they throw to the birthday party and the banner says it is your birthday. <laughs> 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 That's what I feel like. This is it is the two hundredth episode. <laughs>
8: That's such a weird, like subtle, awkward usually it's like, happy birthday. I mean, that, I mean, you could look at that and be like, that's normal. Right. But it's weird.
3: It is your birthday. So it is the two hundredth episode of Photonic Reversal. And uh it's a it's a pleasure to be so it's funny to me that It is the 200th episode, and that is about the level of enthusiasm that I have for it. But not because I'm not excited about the show or happy about its history or anything along those lines. Just because the world is nuts and manages to become more and more nuts every single day.
8: To put it lightly, yes. The world has really gone to an ultimate level of shit. And the
3: fact that I continue to do this almost objectively absurd thing and... uh, you know that that it has has found an audience of sorts of, of what it is, and gives some solace to people in these crazy times is amazing. But one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on, well, first, it's just been forever since we have talked, so I guess we can start with that.
8: But, well, I, I I reached out too.
3: Right. It reminded me of of just how much the show has changed and, and how much it started. Now, now to be clear, uh, the show started as a live show in the morning. We were a morning <laughs> show, Brad. Do you remember that?
8: Yeah, I do. And the mission is a weird place in the morning.
3: <laughs> it's it's loud in different ways than it is in the uh, afternoons and especially evenings. Uh, but yeah, weird place. Yeah. You can still smell last night's feces on the, on the street, you know? It's uh, a... <laughs> Yeah,
8: there's activity that's, like, normal, but it seems abnormal because it's the mission.
3: Yeah, everything (laughs) looks a little bit suspicious for some reason, even perfectly mundane activities. Yeah,
8: my bike wheel got stolen while I was in the show one time. I remember that was, like, when we moved locations and I came out and I was like, shoot, I don't have a wheel.
3: (laughs) It it blows my mind, too, that, well, first of all, I've always prided myself on doing the show live, but I've always prided myself sh- myself on that <laughs> because I think it makes for a different vibe. It makes for a different uh type of show. Like the fact that there's certainly been some working without a net moments uh over the years. You know, people maybe mm-hmm. say something that they should not have said. <laughs>
8: Yeah, I've definitely done that at least once. I I remember a very traumatizing experience that I I remember as
3: well because you 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 like said the thing that you said and then like a quarter second later you're like oh like it just dawned on you like I should not have just said the thing that I just said. And but that's yeah, and I
8: completely shut down (laughs) after that. I was like not speaking for the rest of the
3: show. I'm real quiet about it. But but I mean, for the most part, I think the extemporaneous, seeming nature of the show was well served for the format. I, 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 I'm not going to be a lie. I hate getting up early, and I hate having to do. It again? I just don't like getting up early at all. Period. Like, oh yeah, and
8: that's that. Yeah, that was the topic of conversation, <laughs> <at the time.
3: laughs> like almost all the time, and which is which is doubly conjoined by the fact that I hate people bitching about <laughs> how hard it is to do a radio show. Like, I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Like, it's a personal pet peeve to be like, oh, it's so hard to come in and talk in these microphones. No, it isn't, man. Digging ditches is hard. You know, like, really? <laughs> it's not that hard.
8: Yeah, I mean, right now, like, that would be a, an even more invalid statement, but I do remember a lot of like coming into frustration and then everything coming together and being like, Whoo, I don't know what's going on. I'm just gonna talk and that was my purpose to help you deal with shit that you're dealing with and then yeah. oh wait, I can I can curse, right? That's yeah, yeah, yeah. It's
3: fine. It's 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 the internet. You can curse.
8: <laughs> I shouldn't though. But yeah, I do remember a lot of um flustered getting things ready really quickly (laughs) right before because there's (laughs) a moments
3: before air yeah (laughs) sometimes
8: there was always something that was unexpected which is actually kind of really just how life works in almost every situation I feel like just all of a sudden you are like bam okay we're dealing with this let's get it done now we have to get to the real business
3: I feel like the station that we started on it was especially noticeable because there was one specific show in general uh the night before that would would will go and say not be the most diligent in their cleanup process and uh, <laughs> yeah. you know it's like it's like really there's there's marijuana seeds in the, in the in the board right now okay uh and
8: yeah actually i remember you debating like you know leaving and doing your own thing and, and kind of that being a longer process and I was like you're always frustrated like just <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> and I was I was always I was screaming about this that and the other like I was you know it, 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 it blew my mind that like something where everything is just set up and should be ready to go and it just wasn't there was always something that was just like oh this is out of phase suddenly for no reason or, like, this thing isn't working or that thing isn't working. So it's amazing that with that, like, chaos theory element of it, like, the shows, for the most part, like, went pretty well. I mean, like, I I feel good about all those episodes. I I feel, like, for myself early on, when you joined up is kind of when it got good, when it started getting good, the first time it got around, the first level of getting good. And part of that's just because it's a daunting thing, to do a live radio show and doubly so when you're doing it on your own. So the fact that you yeah, were there and you were someone that – you would come up with stuff that – I've said this before. I can't remember if I've actually told you this or not. Maybe I have. But I'm a guy that I can generally tell what somebody is going to say or some derivation (laughs) of it, right? Like it's something – have I told you this? I can't remember. <laughs> for better or for worse, right? And, and like, and, you know, not like sometimes I can't be wrong, but you would come up with some of the most just befuddling, puzzling things that it immediately, like, when I would be in this vibe of, like, ah, rah, rah, you know, just, like, you know, spinning the wheel and the and the sparks come out and, like, you know, everything's flying around and it would just be, like, what? What? <laughs> like, just, it would just... Full stop for me, and then like it was awesome because then it like reset me for being in the mindset of the show, and I always appreciated your contributions to it because, again, as a as a co-host, you're one of the only people I've never been able to like figure out. Not that I haven't like figured you out or anything or like whatever, but like you, your <laughs> no, contributions
8: are better. Oh, that's nice. Your that's contributions a positive. Contributions
3: were, were, were they weren't necessarily the loudest. But they were very important to the show and and keeping the show on track, especially in those early days. And I think that that's a I want to say maybe I told you about that on the last show. I can't remember. You did. Okay. Yeah, (laughs) that's good.
8: Yeah, you did say that we we talked a bit, I think, after the show about your um, difficulty doing it on your own as well, because. We're all individually in our own head.
3: Yeah. Well, and it's, I specifically remember an episode of the show where I just, it was the first time that I just felt it wasn't good. And this is before you joined up. And I was, was, it was the Red Fang Big Business Show.
8: Oh, yeah. That's where Evan was like. Why don't you have her on your show? Yeah, because I was talking to him about it. <laughs> I was like, you were complaining. He told me. Well, it's interesting too because he like randomly had an extra ticket, or you gave him an, a t- a ticket or something, and he posted on.
3: It was a ticket Facebook. giveaway, actually, if I remember correctly.
8: <laughs> oh yeah, it was some like thing. Yeah. He posted on Facebook, and I just happened to be the first person that responded, and and other people had also responded. Um, after me, because I texted him directly, but people commented on Facebook, and then That's I like, remember that, I think I've gone over this before, but I'm not sure, but I, <clears throat> I one of my, co like, my staff members, because I was managing at the time, um, hurt themselves, I think. Mm. I think they either hurt themselves, or they were sick and called in, but I think someone hurt themselves, and they had to go home, and I ended up working, like, a crazy 12 hour day or something. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, today sucks. And then that ticket came through and I was like, Oh my gosh, this makes my day so much better. And then Evan, we were hanging out and I had been drinking whiskey, which I don't do very often now, (laughs) but it definitely is like a next level fire water thing. And Evan was, and I think I was just being extra entertaining because I had had such a bad day. And I was trying to like pull myself out of it, which is a technique I c- I could implore a little bit more nowadays. I've I've gotten older, so I don't like pull myself out of things as easily as as it happens as we age. Um, but yeah, yeah I remember I remember that from my end being like Evan being like Conan, why don't you like have her on your show <laughs> right. or something that was funny. Um, because to him it made sense <clears throat> because he knew me better than, yeah.
3: Yeah. Uh, and I think that that's, yeah, well, and I had, uh, I had Brian Giles of Red Fang on like for, for the episode right before you. And that was where I was sort of like, okay, you know, like this is, we're kind of getting there, but I, I did, I felt it needed something and I needed something, it needed something that, where I wasn't doing everything but also where at the time I felt, I felt like the resting fury of Kona Neutron maybe wasn't something that people were looking for too.
8: <laughs> the resting <laughs> fury. That's an interesting um
3: description. <laughs> That's kind of where I felt like I was at the time. And and half of that was this frustration of like things that should be working not working. You know what I mean? Like it's just like, oh, this should work yeah. and it does not. I
8: mean you're a very thorough person too. And like to be around other people that are not as thorough. I can see that. <laughs>
3: not as thorough. Yes.
8: <laughs> I, I mean, I, I don't have the same knowledge that you do of the way things should be in that situation. So it's for me, I don't understand. And It's interesting as I can apply this to my personal life now and thinking about how things bother me and other people are not bothered. But to me, I was like, Conan is upset. How do I make this better? I don't know how to help because I don't, I literally know nothing about all this audio stuff and computer things and stuff that you do for a living. And clearly other people don't value in the same manner. And... <laughs> yeah
3: was, i think i think a lot of the stuff i do isn't valued in the same manner frankly but
8: uh saying that's also inherent to your personality yeah i mean so, remember we went to i've got we that big raccoon York.
3: energy you know <laughs> <That>
8: raccoon energy <laughs> Oh uh, uh, well, I don't know. I mean, maybe.
3: Well, because they have um, an attitude, you know. They're they're tenacious, they're but
8: they're
3: and they're and they're they're lovable. They're tenacious, but also they got a bit of an attitude, and they're going to get in that trash. You know. Yeah,
8: and they also wash all their food before yeah. they. They're very meticulous
3: in their way. They have their they got they got a code. Raccoons.
8: Yeah, I actually a group of raccoons broke into my house when I lived in Florida and like raided everything. And I really thought that it was my drunk roommates. (laughs) I was like, like, man, they really like really were on one tonight because it was around two a.m. I thought they were coming home from the bar, and I was like, this is just reckless. I'm gonna go back to sleep. And then I got up in the morning, and I was like like everything in the fridge had been pulled out and all the trash and uh, like the back door was open. Like everything had been pulled out of the cupboards. I was like, man, this is wild. I was That's like, some oh, <laughs> there's some very motivated
3: raccoons. <laughs>
8: like, um, I was just going to say, it reminded me of going to New York and having that, um launch
3: when when we launched radio nope yeah of course that that's that's how that's that's right that was the the beginning of of the station and yeah uh yeah we we launched we went we both went on live from the barrage and it was incredibly chaotic uh more so than normal it was
8: very stressful for me and i remember listening to that little bits on the on the airplane and it made me feel like i am like the most annoying naggy mom personality ever <laughs> because they were all like ganging up on you. And I was like, you guys stop. You have to let people talk. Yeah. We your turn to talk. And I was a little bit tipsy at that point. Cause it was also my birthday. I think. Yeah. And yeah. I, I
3: was like, that's I th- Well, I think. To be fair, I think most people were pretty tipsy for that show, but uh, yeah. Th- and that was the launch. That was the launch of radio. Nope. Was, was that show, which it, which is, Practically unlistenable. Uh
8: (laughs) (laughs) It was a lot of like just being mean to each other. Which now I understand that that's how men interact with each other, and I'm like, why? It's how how
3: some men interact with each other.
8: Yeah, i I see it very commonly. It's not all men, but I definitely have seen that. Like hashtag not all men. (laughs) I'm not trying to be sexist, but I've involved. I've like observed that. Kind of like picking on each other. Where I'm like, damn, if my if my gal friends did that to me, I would be like, you're a bitch. I don't
3: want to be your friend. It's very much a. It, it's kind of a New Yorkie, New Yorkie. Uh, and look, check out my New Yorkie. It's it's delightful. <laughs> so
8: cute and tiny. So well
3: behaved. Uh, <laughs> it's kind of a New York style of humor, uh, for sure. I associate it more with New York. Let's mm-hmm. put it that way. And they do what they do really well, and I, I, you know, I really respect it. It's it's just it's it was a lot, and I, I do remember that, that wasn't a very enjoyable experience, frankly, uh, for me. I, I've since been back on, and you know, I, I love those guys. I think they run a great show, and I think it's actually gotten better, way better, and far less chaotic. And their their audience has grown because of it. But yeah, that was that was. But the whole point in the first place is I was just sick of the shenanigans and the BS and I was like what if we took the things <laughs> I think I applied that I think it's a Harley Davidson thing the uh... Uh, it's hard to fly with the eagles when you're riding with turkeys <laughs> Wow, that's a sick burn. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't feel that way about everyone at the old station at all. In fact, I thought there were some shows who were, like, rather good. But, I mean, let's be clear. So, yeah, that's how Radio Note ended up coming to be. And it was sort of like, well, why don't we all get together and, and do this? And I feel like... I feel like Protonic Reversal got better when it was on Radio Note. Once I was out of that situation, and I say that as... <laughs> Some of the setups were incredibly ramshackle, and uh, falling apart at the seams in a different way, into an exciting way. <laughs> but I feel like we made a lot of really good episodes. You know, I was I was just for the hell of it, like looking back at some of them, and I was like, well, yeah, those are you know those were good episodes. Those those were really cool. And it's not that we didn't do some other great episodes at the. Um, at, at the old station as well, but I mean, there's some good stuff there, man. It's like it's this is this was good radio slash podcasting. Uh, did you have any episodes that you particularly liked or remember after these um, many years?
8: Yeah, I mean, it's been four years. <laughs> it's it's so been a while. It's um, there's a blur, and I still like randomly will be like, oh yeah, we that radio I interviewed. So and so on this radio, David this radio Yow,
3: show, Steve Albini.
8: <laughs> yeah, and like people be like, radio show what?
3: Yeah,
5: and huh? then, huh?
8: Um, <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, and now, um, I will get to your questions a little off topic, but I've okay. been listening to podcasts more because mm. I'm unemployed. <laughs> and
3: <laughs> turns out and, a lot of people are doing that. Yeah,
8: yeah. It's not by choice. Trust me, I legally cannot do my job and my business closed because I'm a massage therapist and, you know, disease and COVID don't mix well with massage. I've been listening to podcasts a lot on a recent road trip I went on and I was like, wow, you know, this is really cool to like hear a human voice and feel connected to them. And like, Yes. Not even in just like a specific like um, my boyfriend's cousin does a really cool podcast about American folk music in Appalachia Mm -hmm. and he does like storytelling with that. And Mm -hmm. so there's not like banter. It's him.
3: (laughs) Um, you you, You know what your Appalachian podcast could use? More banter. (laughs)
8: <laughs> yeah no it's actually it's really well done not to plug but it's called american so- song Catcher. he does like the history of different blues and folk musicians Sure, sure. Yeah. like mississippi john hurt and stuff like that scene and it's storytelling like he's telling their life story which it, it should not include too much fun comments or random things <laughs> but i've been listening awooga to- awooga <laughs> yeah, no, that would be weird and inappropriate when considering, you know, blind Willie Johnson or whatever. You Here know, comes
3: different. the ranch cannon, you know.
8: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but when I was on my road trip and listening to people banter, I listened to a couple podcasts that are done by comedians. My favorite murderer is one that's like, it's a true crime story, but they're comedians. So there is some kind of like banter with the two Right. and like. Their stories aren't funny, but they do include some funny things.
3: Yeah, situationally I, I like, hilarious, maybe. Yeah,
8: yeah, and they connect it with how, like, they you know how that affects them personally and what they think and and their life and stuff. And um, I felt like I knew them after listening to it for hours yeah. and driving, and I had you know, and I was it probably i decided i couldn't do true crime after dark but i also listen to like a community a comedian podcast that's like wacky news things you'd never know and so with the music side of this podcast situation i feel like people you know they get to know you just through listening to you talk about something that you love right. and also there's you know when there's two people there's personal back and forth or banter comments of your life that's going on. And I really like that about our interviews with the musicians. I think to answer your question, one of my favorite things was not just hearing the crazy stories that musicians have from Mm. tour, but also getting to know what their personal views about the world were and like some pretty deep topics that, you know, I, I wouldn't have, um, necessarily gotten to in a venue as you know atmosphere if you were backstage and unless you have a significant amount of time set you know most of the time when you get to interact with musicians it's like in a bar or with crowded <laughs> right like, you
3: not you, you get you're like five minutes before like somebody like interrupts you or somebody's like orders a beer or something where
8: <laughs> yeah and there's like sweaty people everywhere or yeah. you know just like it's not, it's not as like intimate, it's can be intimate in a stage setting, but you don't get to know much about what, like what they think or who they are and that, so that I really enjoyed, you know, because you're more like musically minded and technical in the way things are done and you could bring those questions. in. I am just a more like philosophical or like big thinking person about society and i find that stuff interesting so i talk to people about it all the time and getting to talk to people musicians or different people in all walks of life is really interesting and it brings like a level of humanity to someone who if you love their music and you're a fan you may not ever see that side of them
3: yeah and there's some people like you know, Falco from Future of the Left and Steve Albini, you know, you could just, like, talk to him about whatever. Like, it doesn't matter. And it's going to be interesting and cool. And, like, that's – I felt like the early Protonic, like, really excelled in that. And, a lot, you know, a lot of that, you know, I don't want to short sell your your involvement on it because a lot of that had to do with, like, again, as I mentioned, you would come up with stuff that I would never dream (laughs) of of asking myself. And it was cool because I think we worked well off each other. and It was a collaborative – Situation as it should be. <laughs> oh, that's <nice>. Thank- Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, that's it ought to be I that way, you. right? But <laughs> um, uh,
9: and
3: then and, and that was a case. Of, I felt like even when it was, you know, on the phone or Skype or in person too. Like I, I felt like that there was a. It was a different. Uh, it was a different vibe, you know. Yeah, and
8: um, I really appreciate yeah getting to know the musicians in a different way but also hearing their crazy stories and then sometimes like I'm really good at kind of tying in hidden things I guess Mm -hmm. that's probably an intuition thing that is somehow related to now my career path but um I've always kind of like sat around in house parties and had these conversations that went super deep and some of the stories that people shared, I can't remember specific ones or like their band specifically. I remember one gentleman who was really cool and had really crazy stories that worked on an oil rig. I can't remember his name. Uh,
3: Jason Miles. Yeah, he had some. (laughs) See, that's where I I come in here. I'm like, it's that. It was this episode. Yes, I know.
8: I'm like terrible at those details. (laughs) I was
3: telling somebody earlier, I can't remember my driver's license number, but I could remember what bands played at a show I went to eight years ago. And it's like, not useful, but.
8: Well,. That's in some potentially useful this area it is.
3: <laughs> Yeah, in <And> that scenario, <laughs> was yeah, yeah, exactly. But yeah, that was, yeah, that was Jason I, Miles, who uh, is awesome, and he actually runs a podcast of his own. It's a political podcast now called This Is Revolution. And oh, cool. at the time he played in a band uh, called Le Fin Absolute Demand, and he plays in Bitter Lake yeah. now. He's also gone on tour with me as a second guitar player. Like he's uh he's oh, awesome. Cool. I love that dude. And that's, that's well, I didn't mean to take away from from what you're talking about, but there's people that I've met from the show. That are fast friends, musical collaborators, like so, like since then, awesome. just because of like relationships built from getting to know someone from from being on the show. Uh, but yeah, because well, the thing yeah. about Jason Miles, I remember because he's done like, all these weird ass, like odd jobs basically, yeah, um, like because that's that's like what he would do, like because they would tour most of the year, and so he would just, I'm gonna go to this fracking place in North Dakota.
8: (laughs) Yeah. He had some crazy stuff. Like I remember like him talking about how the oil rigs really are and they're super violent and people are really like confrontational. And I, I don't remember the end point of that story, but I also remember him talking about touring in England and like, like, he was in some situation where someone like really lost it and started just breaking everything. Right.
3: <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. that a good episode, and that was an episode that like a lot of people wouldn't check out the episodes for people that they didn't know, and I was like, you're missing out because like most of the people we have on are like pretty freaking interesting. Like they're there because yeah, there
8: is some really. I mean, and I that really shined a light on. I, I know musicians and I know touring is like a very specific type of lifestyle. And um, I didn't know just how like wild things are in terms of like, just like the, the things you wouldn't expect. Like I can, I can totally imagine the partying aspect and you know, what goes on there. But, but some of the like situations you might end up in, You know, are just pretty amazing, and the resourcefulness you have to come up with to deal with those situations or get out of them. If they're bad, they're usually somehow negative, but have a happy ending, hopefully. But yeah, it's. I was always really amazed by the things people shared, and and also like the consistent, (laughs) the consistent theme I always heard from people was take the money.
3: If you get
10: offered, you, you know,
3: I think that was a, I think that was a Buzz Osborne uh, specific thing he said. To, I can't remember if it said it on on yeah, but it was like, take the money.
8: Yeah, if you get did, the money Take it. But <laughs> so did Steve Albini, and so did um, the gentleman that runs that website that I can't uh, remember. Travis he, Keller, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. It was very no, no, much no, like it, it,
3: it consistent. It was consistent of of like if someone asks you if you're a god, say yes. It was my my <laughs> yeah. that. just to take it back to Ghostbusters.
8: <laughs> yeah it was really interesting to um well I noted that theme because I was like I don't know what I'm doing with my life and I'm like a, a, yeah. a couple years younger than you and I was like oh yeah this is something I probably need to think about
3: right, <laughs> right, right yeah, yeah. <laughs>
8: I'm gonna be old one day and like I need to think about where my future is yeah, gonna what's
3: that gonna look like yeah
8: gain itself and now Things have really hit the fan. And I'm just like, are we in a place where we could somehow destroy the, dismantle the patriarchy or whatever the heck people, you know, I'm like, everyone wants to tear down everything now. And back then it was like, kind of, I know you're very politically aware Mm -hmm. and things were happening at that time that like, I wasn't even I, I read the news a lot more now I'm very like yeah. aware of happenings and at that time I was like oh someone just told me this crazy thing is going on I need to look at it um, and sometimes often that would be you but <laughs> <laughs> quit- <laughs> it's just quit- like- it's
3: I'll take it
8: <laughs> and, and you know like your concern was valid because now it's like there are people involved in in activism that you know and i feel like that's closely re- tied to music um it's an art form that people are expressing themselves which is a reflection of our daily experience in life and um yeah things do you, do you have remember, really do you crazy. remember
3: the um the i can't breathe episode do you remember that that was like pretty early on but it was like when eric garner <laughs> i specifically remember because you got uh Ryan, that artist, to come in, and I was oh so, yeah I was so worked up about it that I I almost completely ignored him and just turned into like basically me.
8: I kind of I kind of writing a real
3: time manifestos like <laughs> about about police brutality and uh, you know, yeah police no, killing I, black I... people and like just g- going off more than normal. Uh,
8: yeah, I just do, I don't specifically remember the angst that going on, but I do remember that and specifically the Sandy Hook um, situation. When that happened, I remember you being like really really you know up in arms yeah because we dealt dealt
3: with like ferguson we dealt with sandy hook we we dealt with like these events as they were coming through but also (laughs) hey y'all here's a here's a body future song you know (laughs) It it was like yeah but it was interesting to me because as much as as i was like i don't know if any of this stuff fits together personally i would hear from a lot of people that like that style of doing the show that way and having the show be uh, how it was, was something that was actually very like good for people in a different, in a way different way that the show is now. Like the show is good for people now in a different way. Cause now the show has become more, more intimate and more, uh, more driven on the art and the, why do you do what you do element of it. Yeah. But it, it does, it just occur to me, like, looking back, because when I, when we decided to have you, have you, we, I'm using the royal we for some reason. <laughs> when we decided to have you back on. When, <laughs> Christ. It's fine, you can use the royal we. <laughs> I, I started thinking, the things I, I, I was thinking about was, was the epiphanies that kind of still stick with me, like, Ray Washam from Scratch Acid and Ministry and whatnot. Uh, talking about like the moment where he was like, I'm done, I'm done playing music. Like, and it was filling in for Jason Schwartzman in Phantom Planet and being like, What am I doing? Yeah. And like, this is a dude that, like, <laughs> like, and, and just having that, like, hearing about him just being like, I'm done. Yeah, I'm done with this now. And it's, but like, having him be like, This dude is like, oh, we're a, a drummer's drummer, a world class musician has been in these amazing bands. Like, that stuck with me. But it also stuck with me that it was a it was also a current event show it just put through the put through the filter of these people from like the weirdo rock music world and yeah,
8: like,
3: I don't know if that show exists anymore because that isn't what this show is anymore I mean, yeah, I'm not apolitical about stuff, but it's 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 more intimate now and it's certainly less irreverent. We're certainly not doing the weather, you know? <laughs> yeah, like it's those two things occurred to me that like we there was still. So when I think of, like, like the Ray Washam episode or Falco talking about McCluskey getting their stuff ripped off and it basically kind of breaking the back of the band and things along those lines, yeah. like, those moments have sort of carried over. Those moments have carried over, and I feel like this show still does it. But I feel like... I feel like I've the immediacy and the current events angle, it's not that it's not addressed. I mean, especially quarantine is, like, the first... First thing is like, okay, how are you dealing with quarantine? You know, like, and then that turns into like, you know, probably the first 20 minutes of it and everyone's basically on the same page about it. It's the one unifying thing that has happened in our lifetimes is that everyone's dealing with the same BS. And I've been lucky enough not to get anybody on that, uh, (laughs) that, that has an opinions differ on world shape, worldview. Uh, but it's, you haven't. I, I have not. You Nobody. Wow. Everybody. Everybody's been in the same boat. I mean, I think it's something where if you make music, if you're creative, you're fucked right now, and yeah. that's universal. And like even people that like maybe aren't doctrinaire progressives or whatever, like they're it's common sense. It's critical thinking, and yeah, like I said, I'm sure they probably exist. But you know, Smash Mouth or was it Five Finger Death Punch or whatever, like, they're not coming on this show. Oh, I yeah, didn't want them. Kid
8: Rock? Kid Rock did a show recently with a bunch of fans. Like... Sure he did. Yeah. Yeah, well, First I, of all,
3: your punishment is being at a Kid Rock show, but then also you have to listen to his <laughs> bullshit.
8: And you also have COVID now. Man, yeah. double A's. <laughs>
3: and also you've got the COVID. Congratulations. Yeah. You just got hit with the triple whammy.
8: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I... I imagine it's really interesting because, yeah, like on the podcasts I've been listening to, and I listen to some that like address racism, like the sixteen nineteen, the New York Times one, and then a couple of like news podcasts. Like but, welcome
3: the New York Times, our new sponsor.
8: <laughs> well, I mean, it's really well done. I don't know if you've heard it, but it is. It, it's not like hey, you heard pushing. of this thing
3: called the New York Times. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's all the no, ah, people are loving it more and more.
8: It's a credible story. That's all okay. I'm saying. All right, all
3: right, all right. But,
8: enough. no, I mean, they've all been talking about, like, quarantine and having breakdowns. And yeah. now most of them are in therapy and mentioned that, which I will be on that tip soon. As soon as I can find somebody that will see me for free. But yeah. Um, it's, yeah, it's like, this is, un- like, so the mandate, California mandated the shutdown first. Yeah. It happened. On my birthday. Okay. And I had all these plans and I had called double called and been like reservations. I have reservations and they happen to be in Nevada because I live on the state line. And I was like, just checking. How are you guys doing over there? Because, you know, things are shutting down here. I don't have a job now. And they're like, what? Yeah, we're open, whatever. And then they call me like on the day and they're like, sorry, we have to cancel your reservations. I'm like, I knew it. And then my boyfriend's like, what do you want to do now? And I'm like, I cannot comprehend what yeah. I want to do yeah, yeah, right now. Right. <laughs> it I was,
3: literally cannot think of this now. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly.
8: I am going to cry just because you asked that question. But it was also like snowing a bunch here and like all these people came to ski and then all the resorts shut down. It was like. A freaking poop show in Tahoe. They took all our groceries <laughs> and went back to San Francisco. Right, right, right. And then we're like, we gotta get out of here. We gotta leave. So we like went to this tiny little lake place. And I, for one evening, we went to a friend's house together. Like just like we'd all been alone for weeks, and got you know had our little party time, got drunk, and forgot about everything for mm, a few mm. hours.
3: Yeah, yeah, it's and, possible And then.
8: You know, and I mean, this was five months ago. And so even now it's still incomprehensible. But at that time, I like I I was like, well, at least I'm not alone in this situation. There are millions of other people who are also dealing with this tragedy. And so and I'm not even affected horribly. And I have the privilege of like living in this beautiful place and, you know, having support and people that support me they're obviously much more tragedy than i'm experiencing but wrapping my brain around the situation the larger and situation
3: as a, sure yeah, yeah yeah
8: as a musician i'm sure like yeah you're kind of screwed like there's really no getting around and, and, every, and everyone is
3: yeah and that's so what what i you know people have been asking me you know how are you holding up and i'm like. Terrible, but a lot better than most is usually how I've been asking, uh, answering, because the, yeah. it, it's it's true. It's, you know, I'm, I'm not well at all, but I'm i am gainfully employed. I got that going for me. You know, I, I've lost two friends and musical collaborators in the last six months. Uh, you know, yeah. there's been, like, other death and tragedy. There's a pers- bunch of personal stuff I don't even want to get into, but, like, doing better than most. You know, I don't have to live on unemployment because everyone just like, let let's, let the ball drop. Ah, uh, whatever. That doesn't matter, you know. And and yeah. And I don't know. Like, and yeah. it's it's. Am I doing great? No. But you know, doing this shows is, is basically kept me sane. Especially for that like six month period yeah. where, six month six month, Jesus, six week period where I was unemployed, couldn't tour, couldn't practice, couldn't, and also couldn't write. I was for the first time in, uh, I don't know, five years, couldn't write music. Couldn't do any of me I just was blocked. And part of it was just I was so angry, I think. But
8: yeah,
11: anxiety, so anger,
3: that. frustration, like whatever. Uh, yeah. And I was like, wow, I wonder if that's ever going to come back. Oh, well, something else to worry about, you know. And <laughs> about the only thing that kept me, you know, getting up the next morning to do stuff was this show. Wow, that's amazing. And, and that's why I stepped up to doing episodes like almost every day. And what I found, well, first of all, everyone was home, so all these people that like I don't have time for podcasts. Well, you got time now, motherfucker, and <laughs> and that they the, the, <laughs> <laughs> like bullshit. I'm calling bullshit. <laughs> yeah, I'm calling bullshit. Oh yeah, you busy. What the fuck you busy with? Gilmore Girls? Come on, get the fuck on. <laughs> listen <laughs> to this shit. <laughs> and uh, no, what what I found though is that that people were were also. Finding the show is like an anchor, uh, something to anchor them down to hear and to hear people that, you know, a lot of cases of musicians that they like or respect, but just hear other people in the same boat. Even people that they consider like a big deal or whatever, like, no, everyone's like low grade freaking the fuck out right now. And like, if they're not like, you know, they're just they. Okay, how are they dealing with? Okay, they're dealing with this. And so that kind of has led to this, I don't know, fourth wave of people finding the show. And cool. That's been cool, and yeah, it's it's, you know, it's not something I take lightly. Like the show has its, has always had its worldview, but it's it's kind of like hit a little harder, I think, just because of that. And and like again, I don't take it lightly because, man, I wasn't in a good place either. <laughs> like I literally, yeah. this is this was like, this was my life raft. This was my like single plank of wood that I was like floating in the ocean with. Was this show. Wow! So
8: I mean that's amazing because the last time we talked, you told me that you've had moments where you wanted to stop doing the show, but something always comes along and brings you back to the uh, the purpose. Like a person will recognize you or whatever. And now this has happened, and to hear you say that is kind of amazing. The progression. I mean, because it's been seven years, like just under seven
3: years. Yeah. It used to be more okay. like a letter in a bottle situation. Like someone would, yeah, again, I would, I would be just about ready to quit. And someone would just send a nice email of like, Hey, I just want to let you know how much I like the show. Thanks. It's like, Oh, okay. There is someone listening. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's such a passive medium. You're throwing stuff out into the void is what it feels like. You're throwing it in the void. Yeah. And it's understandable. Yeah. You can get in your head about it. And I do. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah,
8: I'm sure. I, there's no way you put it. But right now. Yeah. Having a purpose is so huge. I mean, it's just having something like I have been experiencing that anger as well. And I'm not usually an angry person. I generally like, you know, struggle with self-esteem, but I, I have been feeling terrible for a long time for longer than quarantine, but like specifically right now, like my, I'm just like, and my life is not bad. I have a boyfriend who's very supportive and kind and I live in one of the most beautiful places in the country. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) I go, I go swim. Like I live like a mile up a mountain from the lake and I have this nice house. We moved, we moved three weeks before the lockdown happened. And I'm so glad that we have like roommates now because we were alone before and we get to interact with people, but Still, all this stuff comes up, and it's. I think it's just like we're so used to everything functioning in a certain way, and now it has been completely torn down. Maybe for the best, who knows what life will look like when things yeah. resume? This is gonna last for a long time. Yeah, um, I basically had, I like, I've been on unemployment, and I was trying to deal with a claim mistake that I had, and I spoke to a man working for our congressperson to help people get through like the unemployment process because it's you know it's a political thing it is yeah unfortunately but he was a very very sweet man and i was talking to him briefly because my he was not able to fix my situation but he basically was like yeah um, everything in your area because of the tourism factor is gonna be really challenging for a long time. Um, it's not gonna go away, and you probably should find a different job. And
3: I was like, Wolf. What? <laughs> yeah, that's I
8: was just like harsh joke, um, as
3: they say in the biz.
8: Yeah, I mean, there are hundreds of thousands of millions of people in Tahoe right now. Like I yeah. can tell you it's so smoky that you I this is the first day because it rained last night I've been able to be outside without getting sick yeah because it's been it's been like oppressively smoky here for like five days yeah, yeah and there are still thousands of people out with no masks just like wandering about coughing on each other licking their face <laughs>
3: <laughs> like, what animals? Are you, yeah, exactly.
8: We are in a pandemic. Why are you licking that person's eyeball? But
5: like <laughs> like seriously, know. for luck. <laughs>
8: And so to see that and be like, I'm unemployed and like, I can't, you know, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm enjoying the land as well. I should but also, get some employment
3: as an eyeball licker, apparently. It's all the rage. Yeah,
8: I know. I should just be like, I'm an ophthalmologist. <laughs> i here. Come here.
3: I've got a very <laughs> specific set of skills.
8: I am here to help you. <laughs> no, I mean, <laughs> but... <laughs> But seriously, like, it's hard to hear a government official be like, you should work for the county. And I'm like, I just, I just paid off my student loan. I just <sighs> yeah, paid yeah. $10,000 to, like, have a license and, like, work in a certain industry. And now I'm like, uh, I don't know. Uh, maybe, uh, what am I, what, I guess I could work at the post office. Uh, I could be a librarian.
3: <laughs> right, right.
8: And, there are so many people that have it so much worse off. Like it's just, it's hard for everyone to be in this situation where we're like, "What is going on? What am yeah, I?" Doing all the
3: uncertainty. Yeah.
8: Well, yeah, and like people ha- are under a microscope. They're able. We have the time and energy to pick apart things that don't need picking apart. Dude, yes. Okay, so <laughs>
3: I'm going to give you. I'm going I'm to hijack this conversation for a second to tell you Please a story do. of something yesterday, which is to say Please that. Do. For the first time, we canceled our U.S. tour in March that we got through two dates of. I got back together in a room with Tony and with two other guys that play in the live band to play. Just for the sake of playing. Because I literally haven't turned on an amplifier in almost six months. Wow. And I was like, okay, I'm in a bad head state right now. Like, I've lost friends. You know, the world is an yeah. endless hellfire, <laughs> et cetera.
8: Yeah. Seriously. Like really,
3: and the practice space that we, we went to is in Kenosha, Wisconsin, and it's it's uh, which is Tony's uh, practice space, and it's huge. It's like you can like six feet, nothing. Like there's like twelve feet between everyone. Like it's it's, it's safe. Uh, that was great. That was awesome. That was very therapeutic. That actually made me feel like a lot better about the world and everything. It was kind of like I, I I made it akin to someone who's lost a limb suddenly having it come back. Is what it felt like to me, or what I would imagine that would, that fantastical scenario would be like? And then, <laughs>
12: that just reminded me
8: of the guy who grew a penis on his arm for four years. <laughs> I,
3: you know what, you know what, I, I, Brenna, I did hear about that, and the. F- I think it's you, probably similar. You know, the, the the one of the first things I thought of is like. Wow. I would love to talk about that with Brenna on the old school Protonic Reversal. Because <laughs> really? we would we would be able to get 40 minutes out of that. I freaking guarantee you. <laughs> yeah. Like, I no. guarantee you. Guarantee you.
8: Oh, I, yeah. But anyways,
3: back to your story. Yeah, you re- so everything was, was, yeah. We, so I grew a <laughs> penis on my arm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking to myself, I got this penis in my arm. What am I going to do with all these extra peni?
8: Yeah. <laughs> So, Kids thing I wear coveralls. Yeah, peanut surplus. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
3: <laughs> so I get home, and I find out that an unarmed black man was shot in the back at almost seven times after breaking up a fight between two people, and in his car was his three children. And this happened about a mile and a half from the practice space at the exact time that we were um, playing.
8: really? Yeah. Wow.
3: So... It was like, it's like one of those things like, like, oh, you feel okay about stuff? Fuck you. You know, like here's, here's here's the world like curb stomping, you know, any good feelings that that you might have. Because how are you going to like feel good about something that flippant when it's like, oh yeah, lest we forget, like this is, this is the world we live in is a flaming skull flying around the room, screeching at top volume at all times. And how did
8: you find out about that? Like was it on your
3: Instagram feed? It or? was. It was in the news. Uh, and
8: well, yeah.
3: actually, I think Tony might have told me for. I can't. But like, it's. It was multiple sources, and it's. Yeah,
8: it's still in the news.
3: It's heavy, you know, and yeah. it's. It's. But it's not new, and it's. And, and and you know what I I was thinking about? It, it was like. That reminds me of like Ferguson. And the episode yeah. we did where I literally like you know the poor bastard that came in to talk about his art and I just was like nope we're talking about this. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I just railroaded it's him. And-
8: it's okay. He's really he's really um, self centered. So it's probably better to have.
3: <laughs> <laughs> like, I just want to talk about my art. Like nope.
8: Yeah, like you talk about your art every day in every <laughs> yeah. situation. Talking so about something talk different about. here, son. I mean he's politically aware as well so I yeah, think yeah, it's yeah. probably healthy for a, a direction to be shifted but that's crazy that that was a mile yeah. and a half from where I mean, we was, were at.
3: Well and JB who frequently and again it's one only one of the many live versions of Colin trying the Secret Friends he plays drums and he happens to be a black man and I, rem- I remember we were st- we're standing outside just kind of like talking about the news of the day like afterwards like he was about to drive away I was ready to drive away I remember just feeling, like, kind of extra anxious for some reason. Like, I don't know why. Like, I kept like, kind of, like, eyeing every car that came by. And I, I couldn't quite put my finger on it. And the fact that it's Kenosha. And Kenosha's a little bit, like, I'm trying to think what an analog would be. Fresno or something. Like, culturally, just not metropolitan. Let's put it that way. It's very white. Very white. Very, uh, you know, it, it, it used to... It, they did auto manufacturing there before that was all shipped overseas, but it's that's gone, so it was, it's impoverished anyway. Point of fact is that it, it just reminded me of, of just the ubiquity of the flaming, shrieking skull of doom that flies around the room in all of our houses these days.
8: <laughs> that is like, um true and horrible but also like kind of a funny image but <laughs> I mean you can see... <laughs> I just see it kind now of on, like on the scene reporter kind of... flaming
3: shrieking skull <laughs>
8: <laughs> but like in a way that's kind of I don't know um at a point, I'm imagining it getting tired and being like the annoying chipmunks that are behind me. But <laughs> or, or, or it starts half-assing
3: it. it. It's being like, ah, you're not even yeah. putting your effort into it. That's barely a shriek at all. I know, it's I'm really. Just, I'm just so tired.
8: I know. I mean, like, really? Can we stop this? I've been doing this, this for this seven months. Yeah, exactly. I'm tired of this trope. I've had enough. But like,
3: updated my LinkedIn. Yeah. I think uh, somebody wants to recruit me for a pyramid scheme. I'm thinking that might be better than what I got. I don't know. <laughs> this is the skull speaking, not me.
8: Yeah. No, no. Clearly. Clearly. Yeah. I mean, the okay. skull is like, honestly, you can't ignore it. But when it half asses it, I'm just like, oh, what? Like, what <laughs> yeah, like
3: Are you really a shrieking flaming skull? <laughs>
8: Super unprofessional. <laughs> or are you a
3: complaining flaming skull?
8: yeah like me hey. <laughs> <laughs> <Like, laughs> well I mean it's interesting that you brought that up because earlier my friend messaged me and was like hey don't watch that video I, I feel like it's too much for you right now lot. um and I had no idea I I had seen like I saw that a thing happened and another man was shot and unfor- It's not like I'm numb to it. I just was like, I can't engage in that right now. Yeah, yeah, Because also my my state is on fire and like um like my my boyfriend lived in Santa Cruz for ten years and like we were gonna move there in February and like his friend's house is possibly gone Ugh. and you know like it's we were gonna move there and just yesterday he was like, you need to think about what other possibilities you have yeah because i'm not sure if santa cruz is going to be available for us because i i'm planning to go back to school now that i can't work yeah this whole situation like in the fire like i've been really ill um it's next level like the time i it's a lot to deal with on top of the physical aspect on top of like looking at the news and just understanding like oh my gosh, there's an election coming and like all this stuff. And, oh, what are we going to do? Like Congress is on recess yeah. and has not decided to do anything to help us. And we're pretty much helpless in terms of fire. I mean, I, if there's a fire in Tahoe, which there are actually Caltrans trucks, like water trucks out looking for fires. Cause if there were yeah, a fire, it, it'll, it,
3: it'll go out of control immediately. Yeah.
8: It would be a complete humanitarian disaster there would be like millions of deaths because there's there's only two roads out of here. So um, I've been like, I've had my car packed with emergency supplies since last week. But to think about that, and then last night there was a lightning storm. It was a pretty crazy. We're having lightning storms in California now that never used to be a thing.
3: (laughs) It used to be a thing, yeah.
8: That's whole that's the whole problem I know it's a La Nina year so it makes the weather different but um, yeah on top of that my friend is like don't watch that video and I was like what video what's going on she's like, oh the man um, James Blake and I was like, oh I don't watch yeah I don't watch those videos I can't I just I never do I under I understand what's happening I pay attention I read stuff
3: yeah but you don't need I, to, you, it, it's yeah it's, you, <laughs> if you want to be just made absolutely uh useless with rage I suggest watching it because if you have a, an ounce of empathy towards your, your fellow human beings and, and you see something like that like you, you can't not react
8: yeah I mean I I think I think it's probably useful for some people who are blind and removed from reality yeah. to see that. And I don't support the trauma porn as they call it. Um, because for me, it's just a little, I'm too empathetic. I'm not too empathetic, but it's really intense. And when the black lives matter movement resurged and all the protests were happening and everything, I mean, I was really angry and I haven't stopped being angry. And yeah. I honestly, like, <laughs> I I'm not even, yeah. <laughs> I'm not even experiencing the yeah. the negative effects of, of racism. Yeah. And it's really, like, interesting that that just came up again because my friend was like, don't watch that video. And I was yeah. like, oh, I know what happened. Like, what do we do, though? And it's yeah. so, like... I think most people feel so overwhelmed and so helpless in situations, but talking about it honestly is a huge start. Discussing things, even if it's ad nauseum, I feel like having those conversations, especially with people that you don't normally have these conversations with, is actually doing something. It's not ignoring
3: it. Well, I've been enjoying this conversation with someone I don't normally have conversations with, even though we used to have conversations <laughs> all the time. And uh, it, it's it's great talking to you, Brenna. And uh, it's been fun. Well, oh yeah, long.
8: it's really it's really nice to connect. And I'm glad. I, I mean, I I honestly I thought about you because of the loss you've experienced and shared that you were experiencing. And I you know. We all experience loss and grieving, but it's an individual thing. But I thought, like, as I was driving back from New Mexico two weeks ago, a week ago, two weeks, two weeks ago, I don't know where it was. Um, I was thinking, I was like, you know, it is a lot to do a podcast, and I was like, I wonder if Conan needs a little help or motivation right now, um, being in a you know in quarantine and also losing a friend and. Yeah. It's Like, well, I have all the time in the world to be helpful in the terms of you know being more than one person, <laughs> like just being yourself on, a, yeah, yeah, on yeah, yeah. a podcast, like you said, it can be a little burdensome if that's even a word.
3: I, I believe it is, and, and it can, and yeah, you know, it's good. And I don't know, we, we should talk, we should talk, like it's, it's uh. I'm not going to lie. I didn't want to do this. I didn't even feel like doing the 20th episode, but then I was like, you know what? I'm going to be pissed on myself if I don't, because it's a milestone. And it, uh... <laughs> and it, 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 again, as much as the internal side, uh, getting back to the thing I was talking about, how just get the idea that you're just shoveling stuff into a void and, like, no one's listening and it doesn't matter. And nobody cares. Uh, it, it, it matters and people care and it touches people in ways that you're not immediately going to notice. And sort of bearing down and being like, okay, let's do it. And let's, you know, find a way to do it that sort of honors the intent of the show uh, in a new yeah. and interesting way. I feel pretty good about it. And I, again, you were a huge part. I can't, for people that, only listen to the show now or only checking on individual episodes, maybe, well, you're probably not hearing this, but for those that are hearing it, <laughs> Brenda Batts, you're a huge part of the show uh, and a huge oh, part thanks. of, of what helped make the show good, you know, and, and something oh, worthwhile, okay. something, something other than just like, here's a thing that's happening, but something like, no, here's something that's happening. It's worth paying attention to. And I always enjoyed uh, doing the show with you. And I don't know. Technology seems to be the case. We could probably do it again, I guess. So, you know, that's a, that's a whole separate conversation. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, it's great talking to you. Do you have any, just before I let you go, do you have any uh, remembrances or kind of maybe amusing or funny moments for the listening audience of your days in Protonic Reversal?
8: Um. I do. I have, like, some inside information that's kind of funny, but also, like, <laughs> <laughs>
12: um,
8: I I definitely, like, remember when we shifted to the evenings, um, I was drinking more, so there were a couple times that I was a little tipsy, not, like, drinking to excess, but... I would have a beer or two um, with guests and that always made things really interesting. (laughs) (laughs) Um,
3: It always does.
8: But I also remember discussing on one episode um, that like my, (laughs) my boyfriend at the time asked me to be his girlfriend, like specifically. Like I've never had like that type of like will you be my girlfriend type of conversation, right, which right, right, I right. think is the normal thing. And maybe I haven't yeah, been. Are you in, from the 1950s? The... Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah. And like you were I remember you played like um a song in the background while we were talking about it. He was so upset about that. So upset about that. Really like, for years. <laughs> I mean, we were only together for two years, and he—he he was not a very nice person. So it's not like having more information. I hope he's listening. Would you prefer that we discuss it on air? I mean, I thought that was—I
3: thought that was—he uh...
8: was really upset that I wow. revealed that information because he thought oh, I was making. Oh, I, I
3: see. He thought it was like you're doing a bit or something, or just just not. Yeah, being, okay, I get you. I get you. This is this is. But, like, if you watch the movie Private Parts, it's like this writ small. <laughs>
8: <laughs> yeah and in my mind in that situation i thought it was sweet like i i wasn't i i didn't think anything negative of him or the yeah, fact yeah. that he asked or anything um at all like i i actually like was like oh this is nice like i've never really experienced this before yeah, yeah. but he he thought i was making fun of him and oh, that's a bummer um that's um I, I like that's indicative of his personality and there were other issues as well. And I'm glad that I don't have to worry about that now, but it's kind of funny to think of now, like what, like three years later, you know, I think of that sometimes and how ridiculous that was to me to hear and be like, why did you do that? I'm like, he was really mad, like really upset with me. And I was like, I Had like, I don't even comprehend. And that's the thing about people. It's like we're all different creatures with different boundaries. And I just didn't know. But now it's kind of like funny to think back and think, like,
3: but honestly, like. Do you have um, any memories of me not ruining your relationships by doing the show?
8: You didn't ruin my relationship. You know, mental health ruined our relationship, but. no, like I, I definitely really enjoyed our, um, interview with the Melvins and with, um, Buzz and oh, yeah. backstage, like that was a really fun time to me. I was like super grateful. Cause I knew I was like, this is not an experience I'm going to have. Like in years from now, this is like a, not just a once in a lifetime thing because it was them, but also like, I was like, I know that our lives will change and I won't have yeah. that opportunity in the future and so I was really grateful because he has some crazy stories. Yeah. <laughs> that was a good hey, baby.
3: Yeah, I remember that.
8: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he had some crazy stories. Yeah, yeah. I was just like, "Whoa!" Like you are a character, and I feel like there will come a time when people like that, just like, are less notable and don't exist in the same manner. Like we yeah, don't get yeah. to know them. Who knows how the earth is going to be with this covid situation like things have psychologically shifted and we're not i i mean i hope that one day we get to have shows again yeah
3: that'd be, nice. the- that'd be nice that'd be nice
8: it might be some time it's going to be a while but i you know it will be okay, different I, I, I believe we
3: will i, I, bev- I believe it's going to be a while but i i believe we will and and it's uh you know it'll be cool
8: it'll be really fun
3: i i have a <laughs> i'm an optimist at heart believe it or not so <laughs> uh Brenna thank you so much
8: thank you I'm glad I got to see your face and hear your voice it
3: won't be multiple years until we until we talk next time so don't worry
8: yeah I hope not (laughs) anytime yeah if you ever want to yeah just text me anytime I'm unemployed (laughs) sounds good okay bye
3: bye Brenna yeah I'd like to thank Miss Brenda Batts, former co-host of the show, friend of the show, and right now we have none other than Mr. Josh Davis. Welcome, sir. Gannon, what's up, my friend? Been a while. Been been it. Well, there's this whole disease thing, you know.
13: Keeps me inside a lot.
3: Ah, is there something going on? Yeah, I had no idea. <laughs> I haven't heard of it. Hey, what are you talking about? I just, I've just been in this basement, staring at the screen for the past nine months. <laughs> you know, you're in a good spot. I'd say stay there. <laughs> Don't go out. There don't do it (laughs) no 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 you're not missing anything i was telling brenner earlier that my initial enthusiasm level for this i I use an office reference i'm not sure if you're familiar uh but (laughs) the uh it's somebody's birthday party and they have a banner that says it is your birthday (laughs) I'm all right, and I you that, have done 200 of these. It is the 200th episode. <laughs> <laughs> it was, was like my but, yeah, but then, I also was like, you know what? This this deserves my effort and attention to, uh, mo- I, I like I like memorials and keystones and 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 things yeah. along those nature. I think they're important. I think they're they should be celebrated, so even though I don't feel incredibly celebratory right now. No, uh, but it's a definite signpost as to how much work you've been putting in, man, because. The 100th
13: episode was not that long ago by
3: Paris. <laughs> it really wasn't like someone uh, made it like yeah you kind of kicked it up into warp nine dude and it's like oh I guess yeah good yes
13: yeah, you know fill in, fill in a little little gap in people's lives that's definitely worthwhile so
3: that's that's the, the that's the interesting thing is the quarantine the quarantines <laughs> uh, of of this show you know I, I got laid off. And I was dealing with, you know, okay, we had all our tour dates cancel right. and can't do that. Don't have a job. Don't have kind of an uncertain future thing going on. There's a whole bunch of like, like I won't get into it, but we had, there was a bunch of, of costs that were not going to be recouped to. Ugh. And basically I was, and then I was like, Oh no problem. I'll write music. I'm like, no, I'm actually too angry to do that effectively. <laughs> yes and and it's the first time uh that that has happened it's basically since i started secret friends so the first time in like f- five years and i was like wow what if that just doesn't come back cool there's something else to worry about and so that so as much as so doing like the pertonic reversals just in this you know relentless onslaught <laughs> way yeah it wasn't even like this is a lifeboat. It was like, you know, that was like the piece of driftwood that the dude is like <laughs> holding on to. On. It's, like, it's like, I'm barely fucking hanging on here. And so, and one thing I learned early on, early on with the quarantine episodes was like, well, everyone's in the same boat. Like nobody knows yeah. what the, what's going on. Whatever you're doing, whether you're like an indie band that nobody's heard of or the biggest person in the world, nobody knows what's going on. Nobody can do anything. And everyone's that is remotely creative is in the same boat about what's happening.
13: Mm-hmm.
3: And that's a universal moment. That doesn't happen very often.
13: That's very true. That's very true.
3: So then the side effect to that has been that people have gotten value out of it. And all these people are like, Oh, I don't, I don't have time to listen to podcasts. Yeah, you fucking do. <laughs> <laughs> the, the what hell, else the are the you doing? You say? Yeah, exactly. Well, busy? <laughs> I made, a, I made a catching up on Gilmore Girls reference earlier, so I can't use that same one. But uh, okay. I was trying to think of, I was trying to think of like a third tier sci-fi show, but nothing was, uh, nothing springing to mind. Uh, oh man, I got way into Star- Sequest. Real Star- deep. Star- <laughs> I was gonna go with Stargate Atlantis, which I feel pretty good about.
13: <laughs> <You're> pretty good.
3: <laughs> like, I, I honestly, the Stargate Universe. I haven't seen it. Right? There's Stargate SG One and Stargate Universe is what I'm thinking. Universe, I kind sort of like because i was like, oh, you all like Battlestar Galactica. Here's Battlestar Galactica with Stargate, you know? Okay, all right. SG One was just that was just a good show, I think. It was it was a good pulpy sci-fi show.
13: I'm completely trusting you on this, man. Yeah,
3: uh, it's fine. <laughs> I mean, has any of it held up? I don't know, but but I feel, which is a long way of saying, I appreciate my reference of uh, of, of saying Stargate Atlantis, which is sort of like, a, who watches that? Who's that for? <laughs> It's for everybody now. Yeah, exactly. But everyone's got all this time, right? So anyway, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that has nothing to do with anything. So often it used to be that it was just throwing stuff, casting stuff out into the void, is what it felt like. <laughs> yeah,
5: certainly,
13: yeah. You didn't really. It's it's hard to get, you know, hard to gauge necessarily, you know. Well, it's a passive medium. yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. But it's a passive medium, like you know, all you see yeah. is like you know, okay, well, this many people download it. Well, what does that mean? You know, there's a lot of stuff I download that. Right. <laughs> that doesn't mean a goddamn thing. A- a- but then to have it be from, you know, as we mentioned, me being like, I'm nah, I'm done. I'm I'm quitting this. And then, like, getting the nice email of, like, hey, I just wanted to show. I really like the show. Now it's like, oh, no, this is actually a part of people's lives. And this is, like, a yeah. thing that it's leveled up in a way that's, that, as it was important to me, being the dude on the driftwood floating... Right. In the ocean, it it is now, yeah. some degree of solace for uh, for other folks as well, and, that, and that's nice, and, that, and that's a cool. thing. I'm sorry you missed all that. Uh- <laughs> well, I mean, we would have we would have had to figure out something different one way or another, as it
13: turns out, and that's okay. I guess we never really I talked did. about this, did we? Huh? No, we never did. Oh, sorry. <laughs> that's that's oh, that's okay, man. Honestly, it was it was you know we worked together for a little while, and you know I, I feel I feel like initially it was just you know it's always was just when you were getting started doing the show
3: again. It was like 35 and episodes or so, something along those lines. Like that. Yeah.
13: yeah. And it's, you know, number one, it's always, it's always easier to have somebody next to you to bounce off of, you know, and just somebody to dialogue with, Even you know, particularly in the, uh, non, um, interview sections, you know, right. you know, having somebody, you know, it's way easier to banter than to just be coming up with stuff off the top of your head.
3: You sound less going, like an uh, insane person. Yeah.
13: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Exactly. Exactly. And there were certain, you know, there were, there were, I had a good time doing it the whole time, but there were, you know, there were factors that, that uh, were the reasons I decided I wasn't going to do it anymore. We were going, we went on a little bit of a hiatus there
3: at, uh, right where we were. I can't remember why exactly. Were you on tour, maybe? Uh, probably. And probably also, I just was reaching another fed up moment, you know, who knows? Could um, be. Like, and, and, and you specifically referenced, like, you know, you know, I'm pretty extra, so there was there was a lot of times that you were relegated more to the uh, the Ed McMahon role. And uh, well, <laughs> yes, <laughs> you are, you are correct, sir. You know. <laughs> and honestly, I was thinking about it today, and like I didn't mind that at all. Yeah, but, you were you were starting to because kind of, you went from one of be like having all the free time in the world to being kind of uh, busy again, like doing yeah. doing a lot of stuff.
13: Yeah, and we yeah we were trying to ramp up and write new songs and also like get ready for the uh, 20th anniversary show that did not happen.
14: <laughs>
13: uh, we were getting ready, right. Right. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, you yeah. were. And, uh, you know, playing shows to, to, to get the record out there and all that. And yeah, so yeah, I, I, I started having less time than I did initially when we started working on the show. Certainly. And, and it's, it's been, well. You know, and I, rem-
3: I-, I remember you kind of offered to be like, you know, look, I'll still come in, you know, for shows, you think where you know I'm, it might make sense, or it might add value, or something along those lines. Yeah. I was like, I was like, yeah, that's cool. And, I'm, and then, like, I actually did start thinking to myself, like, what if I just do this on my own? Like, what, like, what? Maybe, maybe this will be different than the other times where I've been like, this is fucking terrible. I don't want to do this on my own. <laughs> like maybe something has changed. And there you uh, go. And then I was like, nope, I'm definitely quitting. And then I was like, nope, I'm definitely not quitting. And <laughs> then it kind of that's, then the quarantine happened. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> now, now you're in it. You're, you're deep in it, man. Yeah, but it's, it's uh, for, any, for anyone that thinks it's been a straight line, it definitely hasn't. And no. <laughs> you were like the, the challenge for civilized society. <laughs> <laughs> for man, I appreciate it. that, actually. Yeah, <laughs> I get you. you get, I, the thing is, I know you're going to get that. Yeah. Uh, but it's kind of true. I yeah. mean, because it's sort of like, because that record slams uh and it's it's a forecasting of things that are to come you know it's maybe it's maybe not the first record you think of but it's got serious jams on it and you can basically see what was coming with it yeah it threw everybody for a loop at the time threw everyone for a loop at the time yeah I oh mean, this it, is gonna be yeah this is gonna be it and get ready <laughs> so i mean i appreciate it like i said I, I mean i i was real in my head about all of it and i actually really enjoyed all the the, the shows that you were on. Any problems, that the show had were certainly had nothing to do with you you and everything to do with me and just my insane wow. headspace. <laughs> uh so I, apologies if if, if stuff ever got I mean I think I think we're good, right? I mean hopefully Oh we yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah, dude. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I mean I assume we are like we still talk and stuff. So Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> <laughs> hey, hope so. don't be telling me if uh what was it? I mean it's funny people to just talk shit and like never tell me. And I'm like, oh well you could have just talked me and you know. That would have been a thing that would have been cool, yeah uh, but yeah. That's, that's not how I am, yeah <laughs> I, mean, I mean did you did you enjoy being on the show? like did you, did you have any like nice memories or anything oh, man. To, uh... like I think it was it, after no like kind of knowing
13: him for, for, as an acquaintance for many years, like that I felt a lot closer to like Tim midget.
3: When we had him in. Yeah, that was a really was cool like and he's been on before, but that that's the one where it's like, yeah, that's the one. Like if you're only gonna if you're gonna listen to like one with him, I think that's even still I've had him on since then, it was great. But it's yeah. like, no, there's, there, that there's that was special and that it was it felt was, like
13: it felt like a really good conversation. Yeah.
3: yeah so I appreciate really, stuff really, like
13: really. that, you know. Um the 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 uh the insanity of the hundredth episode
3: <laughs> plans was ridiculous what, what, why don't you ex- what, why don't you explain to the listeners uh, the exact insanity from your so perspective
13: for the, for the 100th episode you planned was it 10 guests oh my god Fuck those. for like for like 10 <laughs> so minutes many. each yeah. in two hours with this and there's no producer on the show i hesitate to add if you haven't mentioned this before it's just you
3: <laughs> Yeah, I, nobody, I think people, people get the idea that it's a larger operation than it is. No,
13: and... there's, there's nobody coordinating phone calls. <laughs> it really no, isn't. it's just you <laughs> fucking panicking because Albini won't pick up. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> like, you said to call at this time. <laughs> Hazelmeyer loses his, his phone underneath the couch. Couch because he's, he's, he's eating some cake
13: and he doesn't know where his phone went. All right, that's cool. <laughs> but I got to say, apart from that... Apart from that, you got eight <laughs> out of ten guests in two hours. <laughs> yeah, and it
3: worked. Yeah, well, and eventually, and, and like we, it was, it didn't mean everyone, but Steve. Uh, you know, yeah, it got, wasn't. Yeah, it I finally got in, <laughs> and I, and I, I made some some reference to it when when I, he finally did come on again, and. <laughs> he, <laughs> They politely begged my pardon, and that's, you know, yeah, it, was it was over. It. But it was like, I was like, fuck! Dude, I almost goddamn landed it. I almost landed it. It was so close. And it's yeah, and to be, it, it was clear. <laughs> it was stupid. It was a stupid thing to do. Like like in a, in a history of doing dumb things, it was a dumb thing to do. Just dumb. D u m b. Dumb. But like, I also was like, that's interesting. You know, that's that like fun. Who, fun. The, who would do that? Who would like? <laughs> Is this well, going to be I fun hope, to listen to? I don't know. I don't know. I hope,
13: we, I hope we got across in the episode like how much it was the seat of our pants. I hope,
3: yeah, I hope I, we did. Th- there was some good feedback on that one. I, I feel like, you know, I, I overused the phrase, but it feel like, like it was a little bit of a thousand mile walk in the desert for an ice cream cone. Yeah. But, <laughs> but, but, it, was, but it, it was good. And, and you know what, Man. Nobody else has done that crazy shit. And nobody no. else should do that crazy shit. But nobody, nobody <laughs> else well,
13: has here's the done thing. <laughs> I, it's, 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 there are two things that I think that would have made it work a lot better. Number mm-hmm. one, a producer,
3: obviously. Yes, yes. In general, that would probably be a good idea.
13: Number two, if you had decided to do this more than like two weeks ahead of that. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it was not a long time. No, that's... that's <laughs> Yeah, yeah, like that.
13: That would yeah. that maybe would have been <laughs> a little
3: helpful. <laughs> a little bit of prep time, you know, it's a little bit, a little bit of time to uh kind of work things out ahead of time, make sure that oh, I don't know, you have the right phone number, just yeah. Right there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but then again, I mean, the, the week before that, like, we were working on whatever
13: 99 was, and whatever, yeah, it was, yeah. It like it, it, the 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 work, the, the way you were doing it, particularly the time, and I don't know if the, I, I don't know how much this has changed with you you know um doing so many more episodes but at the time it was like between work and you know day jobs and everything like this was the amount of time you really had yeah no it it, it honestly hasn't
3: changed that much i mean (laughs) like like i mean it's gotten it's gotten better i think and i've definitely like but there's definitely you know times that like i'm like Gosh, oh, I gotta haul ass down the stairs to go do the show. You know, like it's yeah, it's it still happens, and the fact that that doesn't come across, I think, is a, is a testament to <laughs> to the show. The fact that like the good side of it being extemporaneous comes across, but it doesn't sound ill prepared for the most part. Yeah, you know. for the most part. <laughs> but but <I> part, <laughs> of that, part of
13: that too is that you don't inter- you don't interview strangers. You don't interview people that you don't know anything about.
3: Yeah. Like, like there's, yeah, there's a resting state of prepa- uh, preparedness, Prepar- yeah. preparation, preparation. Yes. There's a resting state of preparation. I, cause I don't have any, yeah, I don't have anyone on that. I, I can't, that I'm not interested in first of right. all. And that yes. I, that I can't speak to and, and probably get some, something out of it. And that's, I'm going tell people that like, I've been pitched guests that are like big guests and said, no, like be like, no, I was like, you just really don't get the show then because like yeah. there's a bunch of people where it's like, that would be like, a bit, like you would be tuned in to hear it, but it wouldn't be the show because right. it's not someone I'm interested in. And like, could I fake my way through it? Uh, probably, but that's not, man, pay me some money and I'll do that. You know, <laughs> <laughs> pay him some money to
13: do the research.
3: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll talk to anyone if you, you know, slap a fake smile and cast a check. Great. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's, not, that's, that's not, whether people realize it or not, that's not, that level of uh, authenticity is um, important. Yeah. It's important to the show. Well,
13: and I could certainly say, like, for the time that I was on the show, I think there were only rare occurrences that I didn't know, you know, somebody's weren't going in. And for those times, for sure, you were, like, completely steep. Like, it, maybe it was even people you talked to before. And you would right. do your best to kind of, like, get me in during the week it was like this is this is what they're doing
3: this is what they're yeah yeah doing like head. here's 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 what you know this is all about you know yeah. whatever you I watch mean, this, this, this
13: movie or whatever yeah, yeah so you you you'd, you'd do your best to get me up to speed um but there was never a time where you were just like uh ooh. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah this one uh, i don't know it's a it's a it's, yeah. It's, yeah and it was he's got a movie called uh you know it leads to good conversation <laughs>
13: even when somebody like like I remember being like super excited to interview Sam Coombs, and it, that was oh, yeah. a super From fun show. Crossy. But he was yeah, not yeah. very forthcoming.
3: <laughs> yeah, like he wasn't evasive necessarily, no. but he definitely was not. He was not forthcoming. I think that's. I think that's he's a just
13: one of one me. of those people that like doesn't think about himself in that way. So he has a right, hard right. time. Like you know, just he was super excited. about like, tell me about the Roxy recording. He was just like, I, I found it. It's cool. <laughs> yeah, I was like, that's it. There's uh, there's nothing
3: more to that story, huh? Just yeah. Okay. But that
13: episode still came off good because eventually it just ended up becoming a conversation about just whatever, and I think that's one of your big
3: skills is that you you you're good at conversation. Well, thank you. That's uh, I mean, Christ, the goddamn will better be right at this point. But <laughs> by this point, yeah. <laughs> but yeah,
13: even somebody like that that's just like yeah, doesn't necessarily isn't isn't super forthcoming and won't you know, you know, it's it's kind of you have to work with. But you do that, and I think I think you are always you know every every episode I've
3: listened to you've been able to do that it's definitely more work with some than it is with others. I'm sure it is. <laughs> like some people it's easy. Like, you know, your Falco's or Steve, Albini, easy, you know, sure. talk about whatever, you know, yeah. and it's just like, it's, you're off to the races. It's great. This is gold. Yeah. It's along for the ride. In some cases.
15: Yeah. Uh, Actually, like your what Keith that Morris's. You- <laughs> yeah.
3: Oh, that was great, dude. We asked him, like two questions. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> the whole episode. All right. That's, that's, uh, that's our time.
13: <laughs> Magic. <laughs> just lay back, relax. that That reminds me of another one of my favorite episodes that when i was on was when we got rose Marshak from poster children on yes yes and she i don't know if it's maybe was a teacher thing or whatever but she completely turned around she was interviewing us
3: (laughs) she wanted to hear hear about yeah it was like our path into like punk rock or whatever and it was like Okay. <laughs> this is kind of weird, but okay, sure. But I, I, could, I could, I could kind of watch
13: you be like, "Should I try to steer this back?" And I'm kind of trying to be like, "No, just, just go." With yeah,
3: it. you're like, "Let's just roll with it." Yeah,
13: because <laughs> yeah. this is, this is gonna end up cool either way.
3: <laughs> well, because I mean, she was genuinely interested too, and and that's oh, yeah. the other thing where it's like, okay, you know, like, some sometimes just, sometimes you just don't want to get in the way of what's happening. Yeah. Sometimes, but you got to know, like. You got to know when it's time to get things back on track and you got to know when it's time to just like, okay, let, let this let this be a thing. Like, whatever's happening here, let right. this be a thing.
13: And it was such such an interesting thing too because because it was part of the format and part of the situation. Because, I mean, you and I have both had numerous conversations with Rose over the oh, years. Of course, yeah. You yeah. know, and we've known each other for a long time. But mm-hmm. we're in this completely different format and and I didn't expect it. <laughs> but, I mean, obviously she's right. a very engaging person to talk to anyway. But, yeah, I didn't expect it to like... For her to turn the tables on us completely
3: like that, <laughs> yeah, it was, <laughs> it was just like certain. Yeah, let's see what happens. <laughs> yeah, uh, let's roll. Let's roll with it. Let's see. Yeah. Let's, let's see. Let's see what's shaking. Let's see. You know, let's see. Uh, see how this all pans out. Yeah, that was, and that <laughs> ended up being a real big favorite of mine. Yeah, and it's cool too because I feel like in the same way that, well, first of all, it took me way too long to have Krover on. And that's a I don't know, that's a that's a me thing. But like when you hear Dale without Buzz, it's a very different situation. And you sure. get to hear more of Dale, who's legitimately, legitimately interesting. And not that I'm saying that Dale and Buzz are a married couple like Rose and Rick. But I feel like when you got Rick and Rose together, like she by nature kind of wants Rick to do the majority of the talking. Yeah, uh, in, in certain ways. And so you end up getting like a certain balance. And like it was just, it was really nice just hearing from her like on her own and, and hearing yes. her own take on the and i think you gotta like get different rose marshack because of that and yeah I, don't, I mean and she's incredibly shy on her own uh worth for that kind of thing which annoys me because i'm like come on <laughs> 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 but that's me like I, i'm always the guy I'm like come on, stop that stop cut it no, out i know well
13: and i have to i have to watch myself around it be around that because i'm a- Way too big of a fanboy of hers, so. Yeah,
3: yeah. Well, and <laughs> I don't want that... to be gushing. <laughs> <laughs> well, but I like the fact that you know the show. The show can be something that has episodes like that, or like what, like, what stick were we running with uh, with with Craig? Like he was talking about like that old hardcore band of his or something. I can't remember. Oh, I hated God. it. I decided I decided to uh, field test the new phone hardware on that episode without trying it out beforehand, which was just maybe furious at myself yeah but um yeah it was it was it, we're just running stick with with craig from started to think like that's and it was like wow this is this is some life i've built you know this is the crazy thing that's happening right now like this is, and he was oh, totally, totally down, down for it he was like down he was like oh super God. into it and I'm, I'm like this is cool like this is this is a explain this to your younger self sort of moment and i thought that oh, was yeah. very uh i was high like, from that the whole next week man <laughs> yeah i mean it's it's, (laughs) that's great like hearing him talk about like you know the composition stuff and all that i mean i think that's and it's i was trying to remember when the question came out like what episode that was because it kind of seemed to develop very naturally and uh, we were talking earlier and and that was um you know you know i I like the fact that there's like no wrong answer to it oh yeah it's it's sort of like it's like there's Richard succinct short answer there's your like long meandering rambling story there's uh-huh. a uh and none of them are wrong none, none of them are wrong but how many of them begin with like the derivation of uh, what because i don't know how to do anything else or something along those lines yeah there's a ton of that where it's just like that's it's that um uh oh what's the, i lost the word <laughs> yeah uh, but but then you like wait and then like then you hear the actual thing after that. yeah and and yeah. that's the thing I thought was so interesting was, was sort of like and sometimes it's like no that's just that's actually what it is and, and every once in a while you get like a funny literally answer literally like like, right. like like Jennifer Finch from L Seven was was like uh, you know why do you do what you do just like heroin <laughs> <laughs> and then she and then she backed it off and like you know you got a real answer well, was like oh you give it a funny answer and, yeah you know, okay. yeah you're doing the funnies okay <laughs> it's like, yeah you know, Jesus Christ. <laughs> But i mean i, yeah, like, this, I like the uh, long answers i like the short answers I like the flippant ones I like the serious ones like yeah. and, and that was something that i only discovered uh when you were in on the show that i'm like oh that's that's what this show is okay yeah like like where it's sort of like i didn't really realize it like
13: that, that is the, <laughs> that, that's the that's the raison d'etre of the whole show
3: yeah because it's like there, there's things where it's like oh you know this person's like you know, trying to do like the Mark Marin thing, but it's about like uh. Well, I gotta be real careful what I say, but you know, like there's very specific, there, there, there's there's hmm. <laughs> there's certain shows have certain things that they do, like certain framework that they work in. Some of them yeah. are more specific. I feel I feel like if you're more specific, it gives people a better idea of what it uh, what it. It's a like Planet of the Apes philosophy, right? You know what you're into when you see the movie title. Ah, it's a Planet of Apes. Great, got it. <laughs> Yeah, with yeah. the Bernard like, is like it's a Ghostbusters thing. Like, what, 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 what am I looking at? But has got fa- apes. Yeah, it's a planet that's got apes. Exactly, it's a planet of the apes. What do you want from me? <laughs> <laughs> what an engraved invitation? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but but yeah, of the of the episodes that you were on, and I just, I can't remember where it started, but I just I find it so interesting that like I didn't I didn't know myself that that's what the show was about because the show had like yeah. several stages like you know with brenda it was you know started off as a reverent morning show right. and uh you know with with, with you know certain deeper delves into poignancy and things along those lines and and then that had an evolution on its own but it definitely became more oh like let's talk about your art like what are you doing with your art like what was the thought process what happened with you like why that like it almost feels like now it's like final form like it's taken all those things and what I've learned from it, and like, because Moraski, Mike Moraski from Stupple Bath, name drop, change. Uh, <laughs> he, because he listens to the show again, name drop, change, but <laughs> but he said something like along the lines of, "Oh, well, you're doing the thing where you go through the records." sequentially now and i'm like god damn it <laughs> <laughs> so that made me not want to do that so i just no. like stay i I, like, I was like oh yeah motherfucker so so i just stuck down on like a thing and we like, kind of explored that like for a while because i was like because i was like oh you think you know there's a pattern to this <laughs> but as much as like and that's me and that's because i'm a contrarian apparently uh but there's i mean there's it's nothing wrong not with bad, that it's not a bad pattern at all <laughs> exactly and especially because the idea is not just like oh tell me tell me about the this record it's like where were you in the thought process of it where yeah. uh, what was going on in the band what was happening at this time etc cetera, etc cetera. and it changes artwise wise between this and that and and what was going on in your life that would influence that yeah as totally to- so that's something i got off of you because when yeah. uh when you think about it in terms of uh, uh, epochs of bands and uh, uh you know what was happening during that time what was like the surrounding Mm-hmm. Uh, circumstances, etc., cetera, etc., cetera. things along those lines. God uh, pound it. What the fuck is going on right now? <laughs> There's very little free space in this volume. Please, oh, okay. like, another temporary deck. Oh, Christ. <sighs> Technology? Well, I don't have to tell you about it. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Technology, man. It's a motherfucker.
16: <laughs> <laughs>
3: it's a temporary. It's it's temporary. There. A
2: little bit of malware on the computer here.
3: Could not be more professional. Oh, we're talking about uh, this, 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 is, this. This is what this show is. This is what I'm talking about. Like, yeah. most. You think fucking Joe Wong has to deal with this bullshit? He does not. <laughs> I think fucking, like. Uh, I mean, even Vish Khanna doesn't have to fucking deal with this bullshit. Like, he's, <laughs> if he does, you don't fucking hear about it. Because he's it's, not trying yeah. to do it live. <laughs> oh, fucker, ain't this some fuck? Ain't, ain't this just some fucking shit, right? Could now. not be more professional. Right pisses me off it pisses me off that i have to like like what like not that like you know i'm anything special or anything but i'm like christ in a fucking cracker must have be constantly be besought on all sides the quality of the show versus the amount of like things that have to be overcome for it to literally happen i feel like i'm like it can't possibly be this difficult for everybody there's there's no way there's no, there's no way that it's just like well that's because if pro- it is why would anybody do anything why would I- you put it entirely on your shoulders, Conan? I know. I
13: think you're the I only know. person that does
3: that. I'm probably probably am. I, 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 <laughs> I, there's I, our I, reason. I have no idea why anybody would, because it's the fucking dumbest thing you could ever possibly do for yourself. But uh, it's here we are. It's, it's, it's the way it's been, man.
13: When I was on the show, I would just kind of wander in after work and be like, "Who's? What are we? Yeah. All right. What are we? <laughs>
3: you clear the whiteboard? <laughs> yeah, exactly.
5: I'm, I'm sitting over." Senators-
3: you know like like i i i, I was talking about the, uh, the 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 tardis when it's like the steampunk tardis where it's like cranking the wheel and it's like wooga wooga you know there's this cable and this and I'm like Aah! then exactly. it's like Aah! slam the button like hit the thing and then on we go and then we're doing the show hey y'all it's the show <laughs> finger puppet finger puppet let's put on a show <laughs> So what I'm saying with that is that I hope that uh, – and I don't, I don't really let those, those particular warts um, shine through. Shine through? Sure. Uh, yeah. That much. But I feel like – I don't know. Maybe that's of interest to people. Look, this show is a miracle. The fact that the show has <laughs> existed this long – First of all, it blows my mind and I f- I fucking do it. The fact that yeah. it's like as good as it is also is, is a freaking ah, the temp file directory. Fuck you, you piece of shit. I found <laughs> you. Real-time audio, baby. Anyway, yeah, this, th- is a- this show is unique. <laughs> proper looking at how it really goes, man. Well, and then, but that that's how you were saying when you, when you were having uh zoom technical difficulties, yeah, <laughs> what the fuck I'm doing which is fine. I mean, you know, it's fine, but like when you're having zoom technical difficulties, and it was like, well, I would normally be playing some music <laughs> right <laughs> which is which means I get to have my like infantile tantrums uh and you know vanquish my technical support issues. And then you know whatever then we're, you know, we're whatever off. then we're we're off to the races and then it's like oh I found a new drive and I changed the temp directory wait what what are you doing oh yeah and so then uh, oh yeah so you know when you when you were doing Led Zeppelin three what ha- what was in your mind with you know <laughs> and it's all like a fluid thing and yeah I'm not saying I deserve like a cookie for any of this don't get me wrong but like that's what this show is I don't know if people understand that like I don't think it's laudable I think it's fucking dumb. But that's what this show is. What I'm gonna do? It's a fucking quarantine. I'm gonna hire someone. Are you fucking kidding me? First of all, the shows is not making a goddamn money. Yeah. <laughs> I, oh, I, I man. love it. I love so. Oh, 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 we haven't talked about this. So, uh, speaking of which, oh. the, the Patreon. So yeah. I, I finally relented, and I decided that I could reconcile doing a Patreon if it was advanced <laughs> access. It was like. I cannot wait to hear this episode and I will literally pay a dollar a month so that I can, I can hear this episode ahead of time. I'm like, right. that's, that's okay by me. That's, that's not a, uh, no, ad, that's a, not, that's not an ad read. That's not like, you know, our news sponsor is uh, hallmark reading right. cards, you know, that's, that's fine. And that's, that doubles with the fact that when someone's like, Hey, I want to hear the only honest interview. Why is it not on my Apple iTunes yet? You know, or, or whatever. It's like, Got an easy solution for you, one dollar a yeah. month shuts them right up. <laughs> because most of them are like, I'll wait. I'm like, yeah, all right, okay, it's a dollar. You don't got a dollar? <laughs> it's a dollar. Oh. <laughs> uh, I'll wait. Oh, okay. So you okay. like it? You like it, but you don't a dollar like it. All right. So so we've said. Set- yeah. <laughs> But I get it. Weed them out, man. I, I totally, I totally get it. But what I like about it is that, like, it just it turns those conversations off. Like, I don't have to like yes. hear about those anymore, and that's important to me because I don't know. I sound like a cranky fuck, don't I? Like, I mean, but like, well, you're just managing your time. When, when I got nine episodes uh, backlog, you know, yeah. and someone wants to hear like one specific one, it's like, great. You want to send me an audio editor, right? <laughs> or a dollar yeah or a dollar or literally one dollar and you can have yeah. the thing you want nope okay well fuck you then i mean like that, that how are you day, living your life we're on a commercial saying fuck you then that's the
13: <laughs> put that on the patreon brother. you don't want to pay a dollar fuck you <laughs>
3: <laughs> but but that was the way that i was able to reconcile and that, and that that's something that I I labored over that for a long time, but when it's the point of like I put out and in, in one month I put out like twenty seven episodes. Yeah, and I had people like you know, hey, I want to hear the session shots. So I'm like, well, you know, I want a fucking job. Like, you know, we don't always get what we want. Like, what the <laughs> like, I mean, what the fuck? Like, right. <laughs> uh, where was I going with that unsolicited rant? Hmm. Uh, you had a plan. I did have a... so. Oh yeah, so. The idea there's a level of interest that people would kick in, uh, whatever like you know whatever small amount of money that m- that month yeah. uh, to support it. That's great. I mean that 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 makes me feel awesome, and that's something where yeah. that to me is a lifeline too. Where it's it's an observable metric where I can be like, wow, there's like eighty people that i putting a buck down to hear my bullshit. That's what I was going
13: to say. Yeah. <laughs> there's another 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 gauge for you.
3: Right. And and that's and that's good for me as far as just the not letting the uh the way my brain is wired <laughs> control things uh in in a in a bad fashion.
13: Yeah. But yeah, knowing that those those 80 people are there. Yeah. And that doesn't uh you know there's going to be there's that, that that that's only a, a portion of the audience.
3: Right. And that's just the ones that are so motivated or so into it that they're going to throw in money or yeah. at one point were so motivated they wanted to hear something that bad. And either way, yeah. you know, I'll fucking take it. Money spends either way. But it's been a long way since, uh, you know, I think I launched it the week that like Falco and, D- and Dwayne Dennison were both on. Oh, uh, sure. I was, t- I was telling a friend. I was like, yeah, I've almost got enough to buy an expensive coffee. You know, (laughs) so it's come a long way, and and yeah, you know, I haven't exactly. (laughs) I haven't. I don't look at it as like that's a metric of success. That's something where it's like, okay, this this is, is a level of engagement,
13: and yeah, uh, absolutely. It just plain old shows you that there there is an audience there. Right. Success doesn't really equate to that,
3: and that's all. I mean, music. This show. All all I ever want is to have something where. It's sustainable, like you know. It's not yeah. like I. I don't mind something being a pit of money and a pit of time, but both of them at the same time is rough.
13: It can be a little rough, sure.
3: <laughs> like, like that. That'll wear on you after a while. After a while, like okay, yeah. hmm.
17: This, is, I mean, <laughs> this has
3: never been a money pit, to be clear, but it's definitely been like an effort pit for sure. Sure. You have to think about it. Is there
13: something else that I should be doing that maybe <laughs>
3: is a better thing to do? Have you considered doing something no? people want to hear? Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, uh, nah. uh, hey, everybody. Who needs that? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, why, why, would, why would you do that? Why would you do that? I had a solid plan. I knew where I was going with all this stuff, and it's just... Psh, out the window, babe. Romeo's <laughs> dust in the wind. Uh, <laughs> well, anyway, I, I again, it was probably uh, beneath your skill level and and uh, certainly your pay grade uh, oh. to, to be <sighs> on the show. But I, I really enjoyed having you on it, and I, I really, man,
15: it was always fun. It's,
3: it's weird that we've never talked about it, and I guess that's on me. But uh, <laughs> sorry, I, it's uh it's I didn't. I mean, it, it,
13: it wasn't anything that like I felt like anything's hanging in the air. Like when we're, you know, when we when we see each other, like you know, it's not like oh, we got one of these days we'll talk about. It. No, I never never worried about it. Well, we didn't. didn't uh, you know, uh, we can we
3: can talk about it, but it's
13: not like anything where I'm just like oh, that certain subject's got to be breached one of these days and oh, a confrontation. Like no, okay, good, <laughs> okay,
3: because I mean, it was also know. like hey. Hey, Josh, you want to drive over to the other side of town, like, like especially when it's like in the snow or like whatever to go fucking yeah. talk to some dude you've never heard of? Oh, yeah. It sounds fucking fantastic. Yeah. I mean, yeah, sure. And you did it. You know? and, I, and, and I appreciate that. And I, I yeah. again, I do feel that you added a lot to the show. And there's certain things that, uh, you know, whether whether you realize or not that, you know. Certain things that I definitely started, if I didn't learn from you, I started paying more attention to from you being on the show. And I appreciate that. Okay, cool. And um, yeah, that sounds like a backhanded compliment, but it's not meant as that at all. Huh. Like it, it wasn't like, oh, I'm going to rip Josh off on this. It was, it was more just like, oh, oh that's, no. that's an interesting way to approach that. I hadn't thought of that before.
13: I, pr- I appreciate that I, that I could uh, leave my mark on the show.
3: Well, and, I, I, and to me, I also kind of feel like it's something where if you ever want did want to come in, like, just fucking, yeah, just come in. Well, not now, but. Not right yeah. now. <laughs> for, you know, I actually forgot for a while because I was too so, so busy changing the temp directories on this so that we don't lose the show. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, there's a little, uh, little, little issue going on, but uh, <laughs> yeah, you know. So do you, do you have yeah, any do you have any remembrances I'm, or anything the and uh, anything that you you specifically want to call out good bad or ugly
13: nothing bad uh, yeah I mean it was always uh, it was always fun I think the conversation like I appreciate it obviously that it's it's you know much easier to do uh, interviews over the, you know at a distance but it was always fun when we had people in the studio yeah. And the dynamic just is, is so much better when that happens. Um,
3: yeah, there were some really fun ones, and it's yeah. it's different, man. It, it, I feel like it, it's always a little bit more clinical when you're. I mean, it's better when you can actually see someone rather than just like you know when you're just on the yes. phone, you know. But it's it, it's it's a different vibe. It's different vibe, man. Yeah, I mean, it's it's. <laughs> can you chill from California, <laughs> <laughs>
13: dude. Um, but the flow of conversation is just different. Um, you know, whereas you know it, 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 you might be having to you know, if you're on the phone, you might not be having the best fidelity have to listen kind of closely and yeah, and um, it doesn't allow you to uh to maybe think ahead as much.
3: yeah, it's a different kind of way to read social cues and stuff, it's completely different, like it's yeah, totally yeah,
13: yeah, so that that was always fun. I mean, and you know, it was always it was always you know, it was either. It was Tim or, or, or Keith
3: Brammer or Foxface. Keith Brammer, was I forgot about. That was a good one. That was that was, that was a fun one. Yeah, <laughs> that's a one. That's one that I think that like a bunch of new fans of the show should go back and check out because that was that was if you like if you are remotely interested in Dacroyson, like that is like I one of the better treasure troves yeah. of information I think you could find. Like I don't know, I, absolutely uh the one fellow's writing the book or whatever but it means i guess oh Sahania. Is, I, I guess it'll eventually be that but <laughs> until then <laughs> until then <laughs>
13: <laughs> yeah and just keith's just i mean he's full of stories and a uh, very engaging person to talk to so yeah. it's that was great that yeah. was
3: yeah it. well yeah and, and and like i said it, it's like I felt like I knew what the show was, and then like it kind of turned a little bit into something else. It turned to something a little, a little deeper and a little more important, and that's mm-hmm. I don't take that lightly at all. Uh, you know, I could get it. I get it when people are like, "Oh, that's not my thing." I'm like, oh, okay, fine. You know, so yeah. if I if I if I sat around yelling about what wasn't my thing, we'd be here all day. But yeah, precisely. <laughs> But but like I said, like you know, I, you know, why do you do what you do? I like the long answers. I like the short answers, serious ones, the funny ones. Like I like it's the never fact wrong. That it's never wrong, and I like the fact that you know it's almost all of them, or I don't know how to do anything anything else. And then you like wait, and then you hear the real answer, and that's yes, <laughs> that's awesome too, and and that's, you know, it isn't the explicit reason for being necessarily, but. It is what the show is always about, always about. I mean, I was just too dense to realize that's what the show was about. <laughs> even, even you didn't realize like, that it was just warming no, no, around? No. I, I, was, I was just like, I was like, I'm trying to, I was like, I'm trying to do the kind of show I'd want to hear is is really how it started. Yeah. And then yeah. and then it achieved, it achieved a different meaning later on. And I didn't really think too much about it. Probably because I was too busy working about technical difficulties of some kind, you know. <laughs> like, why is this shorting? Yeah. Ah, what the fuck's going on? Yeah. Which channel is ah shit? Is six or seven? What's going? Why isn't the mute button working? Ah, yeah. I don't
13: know. <laughs> we had that thing wired. I'm just like, I have no help to you, my friend. Yeah, just, <laughs> I got nothing.
3: The whole thing's like just flat out Battlestar Galactica. It's falling apart at the seams, <laughs> you know. Like, ah, we go live in like a minute and a half. Ah, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Which I feel like maybe on on the air, but I feel like that's never been shown in a television show or anything. Just like the 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 bad news oh. bears of a uh, of radio kind of situation.
13: Yeah, on the air probably gets closest.
3: <laughs> but on the air is its own thing, and I, we love on the air.
13: Uh, but oh yes,
3: yeah. Oh man, shit's crazy.
13: Yeah, well, <laughs> gonna keep. It's going to keep being crazy
3: for the moment. It is and you know I got I got this. That's a thing and uh you know the fact yeah. that some people seem to get something out of it and that's cool. Um Yeah, uh, I guess any any yep. any parting thoughts, any uh, words of wisdom you know. and peace to the world.
13: <laughs> as as we also as we often like to say uh, don't let your meat loaf. <laughs> Can't remember where I got that from. <laughs>
3: The home it's of good forever. <laughs>
13: <laughs> you know, keep it up, man. You've been, you've gotten some of the best guests you've ever had in the last few months, and it's incredible. Like James Williamson, for fuck's sake! You're kidding? <laughs>
3: yeah, man. Yeah, crazy. And, and Jerry Kasali, and then he invited himself back. Yeah. What, what Holy was shit! That's uh, you know, and, th- and then I had people like be like, "That's the best Devo interview I've ever heard." There are like people that would yeah. know, I'm like. Well, I'm a huge nerd about him I've been listening to him my entire life, so I've basically been preparing for it for 42 years. <laughs> right. You're welcome. <laughs> 43 years. <laughs> I mean. Yeah, but... Well, thank you. Um, yeah, I mean, Tony Visconti, right? Like, fuck. Yeah.
13: Christ. God, what an amazing guy. Someone else who's full of stories. My God.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's... Uh, I don't know. I don't I take don't any of it lightly, but I also... It's not happenstance, it's not accidental. everything is is where it's supposed to be and it is what mm-hmm. it is meant to be. So it's like, yeah, don't I'm the only one that can short sell it <laughs> <laughs> And you do every time. <laughs> but uh, you know it, it's uh it's nice to know that it, that it's doing some good for people because it certainly is, certainly kept me afloat.
13: Good, good. So. Well, and that leads me into a uh, little question.
3: Uh-oh. Conan. <laughs> Got to ask you. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, We've never done this. We've never we've done We've never this. done this. Yeah, I never. can't believe it. And I actually we've didn't record it, it at all. So this is this, Good. This supposed to be in the same level as the guests. Us, we'll see how it goes. Conan? <laughs> that's, that's every show, by the way. Well, we'll see how this goes.
13: <laughs> that's very true. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Why do you do what you do?
3: So music has a no small part shaped my entire identity and my life has set me on a course to be friends with who I'm friends with, uh, to know the people that I know formed lasting relationships, both romantic and less romantic and <laughs> <laughs> has, has become foundational part of my identity to the point that, Not being able to play music has been like losing a a non-vestigial limb. And one of the reasons why is because before I found... I was into things. I was into, you know, science fiction, comic books, like whatever. I was into those things. And that was fine. I was just, you know, some kid that was into those things. But I found my purpose and I found my tribe with Mm -hmm. the music that I found and the specific kind of music. And because it's such a huge part of my world and how I view everything within the world, I've always looked at it as a give and take. You take turns on stage, you're watching uh, this band play, then they're, then they're watching you. Uh, there's other things than just, there's, there's lots of ways to participate, uh, but I come at everything from the position of a fan. I like things. I still listen to new music all the time, constantly, and I'm very opinionated about it but I still love finding new bands and, but then also discovering old bands. Uh, you know, somebody mm-hmm. the other day, I was just on an unsolicited rant about sweet <laughs> and how great sweet was and how interesting they were and all these like, you know, pop up video factoids sure. about them. And someone's like, we should write a book on that. I'm like, I don't know who the fuck would be looking for that, but sure. It's a gigantic part of my life. So when it comes time for, For music, uh, for my own music, as well as for the show, it really comes down to something I talked about like years and years ago, which is just returning some small amount of the ass-kicking that music has given me. Meaning that if I can provide some solace in a dark time for people, whether it's just hearing stories from someone they admire, respect, they're in a similar situation and got through it, or writing a song that connects with someone and makes someone want to live another day or like, you know, go do something, go to the gym, take out the garbage, like whatever, anything anything like that. I just look at it like it's an ecosystem. Like I don't understand when people, I don't understand when people don't look at it like an ecosystem, everything you get, what you give. And I give, have, I've given everything I have to music and all the various ways that I can and the reason why I do it is because it's given me everything as well, which is pretty good go. for, for for an unrehearsed answer.
13: Yeah,
3: <laughs> I think I think makes sense I to think, me, I don't man. Know. Is it? I don't know. Uh, sounds like it? you. Yeah, so, sounds. <laughs> Josh, thank you so much for coming on the show.
5: Thanks for having me, man. Being
3: a part of the show and being a good human yeah. being and a good dude and making good music yourself and creating cool things and thank you. We're gonna get through this.
13: Yeah. Yes we
3: are. We're gonna get through See this. See what
13: happens to the other end, but we'll be we'll be through it.
3: The misplaced optimism of the doomed. <laughs>
13: <laughs> uh.
3: Alright, brother. Take care. All right. yep. Ah, there he goes. Mr. Josh Davis asking me the why do you do what you do question and thus begins? Thus begins the final segment of the show, which is a montage. It's a montage, everybody, of various people on the show answering the question. So, I don't know. Let's try this out. Here it goes. Uh, why do you do what you do? Uh, protonreversal.com. on all the normal things. You know the frickin' drill. Anyway, why do you do what you do? I ask one question at the end of all these things, and it's just, why do you do what you do?
18: Well, when I started out, I didn't have anything else to do. I, I didn't, uh, I, was, I was not trained to do anything really. I had never really had many jobs except for really menial jobs. And so I had no skills other than how that I could play guitar. Only thing was, the way that I played, almost nobody wanted me in a band because I, you know,
3: feel on space. Who,
10: yeah. Who,
18: who, who could possibly want a guitar player like that? And it, it turned out that the only guy that wanted one was crazy, too, and that was Iggy. And so then, you know, it, my style actually complemented his style very well. And so, um, you know, I, I developed that. And I, I think I made a, a mark for myself right out of the gate. And, oh, certainly, uh, yeah. Un, unbeknownst to me, really, I just did what I did.
3: <laughs> right? Yeah, you're and, you're not but, thinking about legacy when you're uh, when you're trying to no, tear it up, right?
18: <laughs> no, although although we we did we we were quite delusional. I think we we actually thought that we were going to make hit records. That we thought raw power was going to be a hit record, and it was like what you know nobody wanted that record, and uh, you know it did become a hit record actually, but. 30 years
3: later. Yeah, in the 90s. That I don't been know been how not to. I guess. I mean, I, I didn't do my homework for that question. Yeah, I, I don't... I can't imagine a life where... I don't know. I, I can't imagine a life without it. it. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't need to be an essay question, so that's... that's yeah. It's good, because that was a shitty answer, but... <laughs> No, I, I really, I don't know how to articulate it. I mean, it, it's been, it's okay. Yeah. It, it's just, it, it is what it is. It's, it's, I have no clue how, what life would be like without creative outlets. Like we've discovered.
11: It keeps me, uh, makes me happy. It keeps me alive. You know, that's what, um, it saved
8: me originally.
11: I have to say, like, if we're talking about drunk specifically, um, that was my release. That's where, um, that's where I discovered my power, you know, and uh, that, you know, it's been my longest relationship, I have to say, besides being a parent. So, um, and it's, uh, it's my safe place, you know, so that's why.
13: I just love making music. I don't know what else to say. It, it keeps me happy. It keeps me sane. Ah, because I have no other choice. Um. I think I think I was pretty much aware of this by the time I was four because
18: my best moments were were involved music floating through the house and the mystery of, of seeing my uncle play the instruments and and that's the happiest uh, I felt was when music was happening so I thought I feel most connected and most alive
13: and uh, most uh, anxiety free <laughs> and freaking out about the state of the world because you know, I was kind of a sensitive kid so I, you know. I, i um, one of those panic attack at seven kind of guys, you know? <laughs> uh, so yeah, music was it. I mean, it's a long answer, but, but uh, yeah, music is it. I, I do it because
18: because it's the only way I know how to connect to uh, the best aspect of, of being alive. The heroin.
5: i <laughs> <That> was just <scary. laughs> kidding.
3: Fantastic.
8: Yeah, <laughs> I, I know there's an opioid crisis, and I work every day to help people get off drugs. So that's always kind of my joke that nobody ever laughs at. But, you know, you have the the dying, the regrets of the dying, right? Where I should have spent more time with family. I should have pursued my dreams. I should have spent more time playing. I literally will never have any of those regrets because I live such a life well-lived but my tombstone might have to say I should
19: have done more heroin.
20: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, the way I'm taking the question is like, why, why do I, uh, like, why am I a musician? Um, and I, and I, I know that that's not necessarily what you, the question entails, but, um, like, uh, like I, you know, like being, being a musician was never a career choice. Like, um, it was just by default. I had to like, uh, and, because number one, it was the only thing I liked. It was like the only thing I was interested in, um, and I'd had some shitty jobs, but I was actually making more money from playing music. So it was like a financial. It made more sense. Like I could I could get off food stamps if I um, you know if I played played music. Um, so it was like um, what I never chose to be a musician. It was just like that was all I ever you know it's all i did and it was all i ever wanted to do and then when i realized i could make a like a somewhat of a living from it like i i was like well i should just do this full-time and then after that it was like when uh you know i really did go full-time and you know it's early 90s i think when i was um it wasn't a decision to be a musician but when i was a kid when i got my first guitar like i didn't talk to people (laughs) like like I would practice nine hours a day um every day like uh and to me that was just enough to get by like if I could play more like I would have uh so you know like it this is I I feel like it's uh uh I I I I do what I do is like uh because I need to breathe you know (laughs) I need to eat and I need water so that's and I need music so like that's pretty much why
10: I do what I do. (laughs) I guess that's a long-winded
3: answer. It's fine. This is a long-winded show.
10: I, I, sometimes I ask myself the the same, the same. (laughs) Music can be, the music world can be incredibly frustrating. And, you know, and some, you know, anybody who plays music or records music or is involved in music in, in any way, at some point will ask themselves, why the hell am I doing this? You know, it's incredibly difficult. There's no money in it, and it's it's a lot of work, you know. Um, and I'm sure so many people know exactly what I'm talking about. But what will happen with me is that, like, once a year, maybe I'll either I'll work with somebody that is so incredible, or like somebody like Matt, where like we have that instant connection. Or, um, or in the case of recently, I made a, a record with an artist, Matt Costa, and we just hit it off in such an incredible way i feel like that's why i do this but it's it isn't always at that level sometimes it's just going to see some show and like i don't even know who's playing there's you know some of my friends bands are playing and i'll just see an amazing band and people are having a good time and and i think okay that's that's why i'm doing it because you know music really speaks to people in a way Beyond any other sort of art, I think, and this is not to downplay other arts because I'm a, I'm a huge fan of all the, the arts and visual arts too, but there's something about music that's like just that instant visceral connection that, is that is something really wonderful, you know. Oh, why do I do what I do? Because uh, I'm not smart enough to do anything else.
15: If I. If I didn't play music, I I seriously, I think I would uh, feel incomplete. Uh, I think I was really drawn to it as a very young child. Uh, I started playing, I I started getting my first lessons when I was about eight, eight, I think. Uh, But I was actually, my mum tells me I was banging on drums and stuff when I was four, like toy ones and stuff. Uh, So, uh, and then I was really, you know, the whole thing of the Beatles and, you know, the idea of there being a band that's like this gang where you're all in it together and all that kind of stuff. Uh, I'm still really incredibly down on the current... Uh, trend for people to be in eight or ten different bands at once. So I think you've got to dedicate your heart and your soul and every piece of your 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 waking day and your 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 thought processes to the music that you're making at that point in time. I think that if you if you it doesn't seem real to me i reckon if you're a, if you're in a band it's almost like being in a gang you know you should have a, a matching jackets with the name on the back and uh, you know you should exchange blood through cuts on your wrists and things like you know <laughs> sure yeah yeah yeah. Yeah it's,
3: yeah yeah it's got it's got it's
15: got to be almost that mentality you know it's going you're, you're going to be a jet all the way from your first cigarette to your last dying day you know uh, so that's that's why i do it i don't want to ever stop uh, you know, I've had friends say to me, oh, "I'm never going to stop doing this. I'll be sitting on a rocking chair on my front porch playing my blues guitar." And I go, "No, hang on. How come you're doing that corporate job and driving that BMW and you sold all your guitars? What happened?" You know. And uh, I've never—I've been fortunate that uh, I've been able to continue to play, and that—and uh, I still get an awesome charge out of. Uh, someone turning me on to a new band and then me liking their record or going and see i went and saw um a star crawler i thought this is great you know fuck, they're, they're going off on stage they're absolutely manic the chick is insane the guitar player is blistering uh and they did 45 minutes of i wasn't bored for a second and i'm going haven't seen that for a while i'm glad it's still out there so you know that, that made me happy for a, a few moments you know we there's that other band i think that's playing around in america at the moment amel and the sniffers they're yep. from from Poland. you know it's, it's okay it's you know it, it's very thrashy and very fun and very irreverent but you know people are drinking beer and jumping around it's great you know
21: great that sounds like a hard question
3: you can think about it
21: I mean that's the problem. I mean the Poster Children is a live band. I mean I've come to terms with that. I've never been completely happy with our recorded output. I, you know Daisy Chain Reaction is pretty good. <laughs> I'm not the person to ask. <laughs> um, I yeah it's hard to think about the band uh, without a live component, and to me the records I I like making records i don't know if the rest of the band really likes it that much
12: (laughs) okay so i mean you know you're you're continuing your musical career uh as thoughts detecting machine but we also have this i mean i i feel like there's one of the big things for me in poster children was like the like the dissemination of energy i don't know a better way to put it like like how, like, like to empower people or to, to get people to think, to get people to, to get people to feel like they can do stuff, you know, or you come, come on, if we can do this, if we can create, you can create too, um, and to teach people and to sort of connect people. And so... With, so, so with your lyrics, you know, you're kind of teaching, you're pontificating to people and stuff like that. And so now we're teachers We you know, I'm happy that we're professors and we're able to teach people all the time. Um, and we're teaching, I'm teaching music business. Rick come, Rick, Rick teaches music business sometimes for me also. We're teaching computer programming. We're teaching, uh, uh, communication with digital technology. Right. But also, um, we have our podcasts and so we're still we're still able to create i feel like the podcast with the podcast it's kind of the same energy that we had and the same thing going on that we had in the van you know what's missing is we're not reading as many books i think and having as many different um uh wild experiences that as we used to before we had kids and before we were trapped in this house (laughs) the quarantine maybe but um but maybe I'm just maybe I've forgotten that, and it was kind of dumb back then too, you know. But, but I feel like that's that's where our creativity is right now. I mean, or that's that's another thread, at least of of our creativity. Yeah, yeah.
21: I think I'm a little different than you. You know, I I, I like the creative part of it, or actually creating music. Yeah. So I mean, there was there was some downtime in there what like I don't know 2007 yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Yeah, no no but I I, I tried to stop doing this kind of stuff and writing songs and playing music and recording music and it didn't work so (laughs) it's it's something I do yeah and so so for me it's it's Almost, it's not resignation. It's just kind of an acceptance that it's a, it's a, it's part of my life and it's something I do. And it's it's never it, it never started out as as something that was going to be a career or a defining part of my life. And so, but it is not a career. But well, I guess it was or is kind of. But it's it's a defining part of my life and it's something I do. To make myself, I, and and again, you know this. Uh, uh, yeah, it doesn't necessarily make me happy all the time. It does. It, it no, causes, it never makes a lot of, like, ew, you know, that's, I
12: do. I don't know what what part of it makes you happy. Well, see, okay, I, so I like you yeah. whereas you love the creative part of it, I love the perfor- the performative yeah. part of it. And so I'm continuing. I think that's what capoeira is to me, or martial arts, you know, taekwondo and stuff like that. But especially capoeira is performance um, fighting with music. And so I think that's why I keep practicing that. And like you, it doesn't give me a lot of pleasure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's it's a it's a struggle. All the time. It's it's horrible. But to horrible, me that's reality.
21: Trouble. I mean yeah. it, I mean there is a lot of messaging in the world and I see this in our students sometimes. It's like if it's not fun, if it's not your if it's not giving you joy, right, at this moment or it, or, it, yeah, it, it's not good. And and it's like, no, even the things that, you know, it's like, oh, I got to play music, and I got to play music for a living. But did that mean that I was the happiest person on earth? No, I, I was pretty happy, but it was like, there was lots of, it's, it's still, it's a pain in the ass also. You know, it's like there's nothing that's 100% fulfilling, right?
12: Life is suffering.
21: Yeah, so, I
19: don't know. <laughs>
3: Except music. <laughs> well, it seems like you did all right with
14: the music. And I and no, but I'll tell you, I love my job. I'm, I mean, I'll tell you, I'm 76 years old, and I'm in the st- I've been in the studio during the lockdown, writing my third album, my third solo album. Nice. So I'm having so much fun. I can't tell you how how much fun it is to be able to play and sing and write at, at this age. And I, I can't see myself retiring. I mean, it's if you're a true artist, it's out of the question retirement
0: well i'll tell you why i teach since that's a thing that now i've a bunch of parents are like man i really value my kids teachers more uh is that
3: because <laughs> <laughs> they know it's, it's not like virtual babysitting yeah <laughs>
0: yeah it's not it sucks doesn't it oh yeah did you not know you hated your kids yeah well i've been trying to tell you this stuff uh now i it's i think it's important and i'm not really gonna get into like it's boring why i do it it's, i'm not i'm not built for an office and it's a performative job that suits me and uh i think I do good things for the kids. I'm not like one of those, you know, maternal paternal style uh, teachers. It's like, oh, they're my they're my kids and I love them. It's like I don't, uh, and I'm honest with them. It's like I do not love you. I respect you and I want the best for you, but like, you are not my actual family. <laughs> I just I feel a strong, you know, I, I think it's I think it's important work that's way more satisfying to me than like punching a clock somewhere else. So. Uh, I just, you know, shout out to anybody that is either A, struggling with their kids at home, or B, uh, A, teacher struggling with figuring out how to deal with other people's kids at home. Um, music stuff, I don't know. It's just I, – I, performing is really fun. It's my favorite part of the whole thing, which this is why this sucks, is that we can't do the part of it that I like doing the best. Yeah. Um, You know, I, I hate recording more than anything. It's my least favorite part about being in a band. Like, I would rather field booking emails all day than have to enter a studio. It's just – I don't, I get the yips and it sucks and it never sounds exactly like I thought it was going to, you know, just, I, I hate that part of it, but I love just getting up there with my dudes and, you know, just kind of letting off some steam and joking around with people in the crowd, whether it's, you know, 400 people or five and, you know, just having fun with it. It's just fun, fun to get up there and perform.
22: Because I don't know any other way to be as honest as I can answer it to you
23: yeah well it made me (laughs) (laughs) it made me do it you know something animated in me you know it did it made me do it and uh, you know if it made me do something else I would have done that but it made me do this and you know I'm, I'm I'm my God, I'm quite grateful for that, and I'm certainly grateful that anybody turns up. Yeah, you know? but it made me do it. I, I,
7: that's that's it.
5: Well, the court
2: order says I have to do. It was either twenty-five years musical community service or jail, and I'd heard terrible things about jail, so I have. Well, I guess I'm done with the community service now. So. I guess I just don't know know any other life now. I guess it's like I've gotten out of prison, and I just, you know, I kind of want to go back because I just can't hack it on the in the outside world.
3: Oh man, that's heavy.
11: (laughs) Yeah, it's pretty heavy stuff, Conan.
3: Because when I
24: don't, I end up on heroin. You know, it's like I just I don't know what else to do. It's all I've ever done. You know, and like the one time I did take a break, I ended up on heroin. You know, so it's like, I mean, that's not why, but you know what I mean. Like, I, yeah, to me, it's all I know. Like, you know, when I got clean and shit, like, I I thought about, I tried to get jobs and stuff, but it's like I'm just not really qualified for anything. I go work at Starbucks, but this is kind of all I got.
3: You're talking about you that know? like so cat hotels like, don't exist, by the way. But,
24: <laughs> dude, yeah. Oh no, I worked at a dog hotel.
3: Oh, okay, sorry. Well,
24: yeah, I picked up dog shit from fucking six a.m. to like noon every day for like fucking three months. Tell me that's not humbling. I I was going to
3: say, that'll that put you right in your place. You know what I mean? It's
24: like, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. But yeah, this is all I got, dude. You know, it's like, so yeah, I just don't stop working. It's like, because I I feel like grateful that like anyone gives a fuck about what I do. So I feel really lucky to be where I'm at. And uh, yeah, man, it's like, it it feels like a blessing every day, you know? Even though it's like hard as fuck, you know, it's really hard to be an artist. Not to like complain, but you know, it's like... I take this over or not having a job I don't like, you know, because I believe very deeply in, uh, people finding ways to
2: express themselves honestly and share it with other people. And because it's what I was built to do.
17: This isn't about you have all the power and I have no power. This isn't about any of that. This is about this, this pursuit. And, and opportunity and 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 you know opening yourself up. Yeah. And so that's why every time I think like fuck it, I want to shut it down. I go wait. No. Actually. This is <laughs> remain. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I say remain open until the next. You know what I mean? Like let's see, let's see what happens. Let's just see what happens. And that's why the whole you know this that idea of the one day at a time thing is the idea of like let's just focus on what's in front of us it's not going to take anything away from the past and it's not going to affect anything in the future negatively it's 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 going to just allow you opportunity to make this decision when when you feel as though it's 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 again an authentic thing a real thing you have a real connection to it
11: i do what i do now not as an identity but using my skill set to be helpful and of service to others and try and create something positive with all this thing that I've spent so much time working on and trying to help people to like reach their vision. Like in the studio, I try and demystify the studio process. I'm very open about how I do things. I, if someone's interested in what I do, whether it is music wise, recording wise, if anyone has any questions about spirituality or recovery from drugs and alcohol, I'm very open with sharing that sort of stuff. I'd, I really would like to create positivity. And again, this sounds hippie in new age, but just like, you know, even in the most vicious, hateful music you might do, you know, let me help you get there. Or if you want to make something, like, you know, helps the world, you know, like, Destroys the pandemic and makes everyone fall in love and feel, never feel alone again, you know? Right. So, you know, it's, you know, I'm trying to use all my experience to bring something positive. here. Well, so there's a couple of
16: parts to my answer. <laughs> By all means, please. Oh, so what I, what I was as a, as a up until 30, 28 years old, I guess was a drummer. I was, if you said, what do you do? I'm a drummer. I've got my sticks. Let's go. You know, um, then I was a label owner and a studio cat and a teacher and an author and a, a dad husband. Um, uh, I built a few studios as well. i challenged myself with that stuff. So I, I guess I, um, I try and stay busy and challenged. It delights me to be surprised by stuff. Um, it would be easy to say oh, I'm doing these screen-printing bags to help. I'm just trying to help people, but the truth is, uh, I'm I'm loving the equations of help. Like how much it doesn't take me much work, it takes me some imagination and some ideas to help somebody materially get through a shit week. And I think <clears throat> then that delights me that I'm teaching music business, but I'm really teaching brain-stretching and pivoting and creativity and and showing people the value of these solutions. Somebody at Cisco said, a creative problem-solving mindset is a new job security. And that has never been more true. So that learning, one of the reasons I'm so delighted when I learn something is like, oh, this is going to make a fucking great class that will surprise the students. So that's what I that's why i do what i do i'm just i'm just trying to be a kid in a sandpit and get that flow and lose myself in that creativity in those moments and then pass it along
13: uh because of crippling depression anxiety
14: (laughs) why do i do what i do it's because that's what i am i am what i am said popeye no, I, I do it because uh, it, it brings joy to my heart, you know. I write very almost depressing music for a lot of people. Uh, well, for myself, rather, I don't write for a lot of people. Who knows if anybody's listening? But, yeah, it's it's because it brings immense joy to my life, my heart. And I love dissonant chords and, you know, putting shit together that sounds horrendous,
24: let's say. <laughs>
10: I don't know. I was just—I think I was just born
24: this way. I was just meant meant to fucking play drums and
6: skate. And, I don't know. It's just what I feel. <laughs> it feels—it feels right. Fuck, I don't know.
25: <laughs> <laughs> Why do you jerk off? Because <laughs> it feels
4: good. I don't fucking know. I don't think about this shit. I just do it.
26: It's really funny because I see, like, there's, like, uh, like, you know, so many different motivations you can kind of have for for doing whatever we call it, you know, that we're doing. But for me personally, it's literally just having fun with my friends and, like, expressing myself, even if it's not good or amazing. It's just, like, a really good way to kind of get my – I don't know. It just kind of helps me release all my anxiety and uh, it just – it's kind of cool to have like a small niche community like i'm glad i never wanted to make money or do anything with music except for just have a good time because it kind of keeps you focused on what matters and i would say that and just like local diy punk chicago is just kind of my life like i saw my first show like that when i was like 16 and i've been uh, obsessed and addicted to it ever since i just want to say shout out reeds local who always let us do awesome shows there they always treat touring bands great. Yeah. It's our bar that we go to, to. whenever we're people. not playing music together, we just go drink there. So, right.
1: <laughs> uh, same, just uh, blowing off steam of you know a work week or what, you know, relationship problems or whatever the case may be. Um, just being able to do that and do it with you know some of my best friends. It's it's the reason that I play in like a bunch of different bands. I need, I need that outlet. Also I realized I wouldn't I'm not very good at practicing on my own so <laughs> uh, so I joined bands so that man. I can so I can at least play my instrument twice a week you know at the very least. Right
21: right. Uh, because I don't know how to do anything else. <laughs> uh, no it's probably just because it's like uh, it's it's the only thing I feel extremely passionate about. It makes me happy. I definitely feel like the most calm. I kind of feel like the most at home when I'm making music in a in the setting. And I feel that it's just kind of what I want to do with the rest of my life is make make music tour, make records and share it with, you know, two two people that I enjoy being around.
7: Because I'm good at it. <laughs> <laughs> That was another Plenary O'Connor quote, by the way. I don't know. I can only say the way I started it. When I was, I grew up in the States, my father was in the army, and I I changed school every year, and I had this terrible last name, De Picciotto, that nobody could pronounce, and I wore glasses, and I was a total weirdo, and I just, you know, it was just impossible for me in any way not to be the weirdo that everybody kind of doesn't want to talk to and that doesn't know how to communicate and at one point i noticed that the only way i can communicate is by music or by art and then i started doing that and it's kind of been that way for me ever since it's like the way i can communicate and so um, it's kind of it's kind of again that energy exchange or interchange or whatever that you know we as human beings can give each other, and that's the way I can do it.
4: I have I've been uh, really considering that for the past few days. I mean, for the past few years. And in, in fact, um, I love what I do. Um, it has ups and downs. I'm good at it. Um, I'm also good at other things. I'm not I'm not afraid to do other things, um, even things outside of my comfort zone. Um, but at the end of the day, I think life is short, and you should follow the things that make you happiest, and uh, this makes me very happy. I think I am affecting some people and, and able to able to do that, and so that means a lot to me. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I, I love what I do, and I think life should be spent doing what you love.
7: But another thing
20: that's helpful is to just return to the reasons why you're doing music in the first place you know just looking at that and being like hey why do I actually do this am I doing this so I can be playing a bunch of shows I mean yeah that's one of the reasons but like six years ago I never would have thought that I'd be touring and doing all this stuff and like having like living my life the way I want to live it I never thought that that would be something I'd get experience. and so like I'm grateful for the time I have had on the road and then also like Returning six years ago to like why do we do music? We write it for ourselves in our bedroom like to cope with our lives. Like that's what we do
19: I'd say two things really the people um, like it there's two universes that I feel really at home in and underground art is one of them like uh you know, underground touring bands, particularly from that era, are some of my best friends and some of the most comfortable I've ever been in my skin. You know, um, that I don't necessarily consider I'm very social on the on the surface, but uh, you know that world has always made me feel at home. Um, and and then uh, the 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 kind of the work. Like I like the work, you know, um, and I like to work. In fact, I just shipped a game like two weeks ago, and I was working hundred-hour weeks for three week, three months, and I just love, I love it. And so, but the th- nice thing is on the on the on the flip side, when you're not doing that part of the work, your work is listening to records and reading comic books and and all the shit that I love to do anyway. So you know, it's just good all the way around. And honestly, like, I think it's kind of the most noble thing humans do, other than maybe the thing that most people think of as noble, which is fixing the shit that humans fuck up for each other, <laughs> uh, you know, and which is is ostensibly more noble, but you got to look at the source of where that nobility comes from. Um, whereas I think making stuff and and trying to bring you know create more and make more i don't know beauty in the world that doesn't already exist is is a good
9: pursuit uh
4: cool i was born to do it um i don't know i just have ever my whole life i've just loved music uh music for me is is a way to sort of change my own
2: reality (laughs) as far as i can tell i've got no other choices
19: <laughs> all right, you can take that
24: however you want. I mean, I just—in other words, it's—it's it's what I have to do.
5: Right, man. Because I don't know any better. I, honestly, I am the worst schlameel on the planet. Like, life just happens to me. You know, I, I wish I had a better answer, and I—I wouldn't have been comfortable admitting that. And now that I'm all old and just don't care anymore, I can—I can confess it. But I don't. I don't plan. My life is not planned at all. It just—I've been lucky on so many counts, starting with just—you know—I won't lie. White privilege has been great to me. <laughs>
3: I, That'd be an amazing song title.
5: <laughs> I want to try it. Oh my, it'd be like a country song or something. White
3: privilege, oh my god, is good
5: to me. Yeah, yeah, like, like—that's about as like that would be the most in, culturally insensitive song. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, I've I've been lucky. I've been so lucky, and it's gone beyond just that. It's gone beyond just whatever demographic I've been born into. Like, I've been lucky so many times over, and it's – honestly, I have ridden that wave, you know, and still kind of continue to. So it's just been I, – I wish I could say I've engineered my success, but I really haven't. I've just kind of – kind of stumbled into it and I'm face grateful lie, but
3: I wish I could say it. No.
5: <laughs> it uh, you're absolutely that's accurate as can be, you know. I I am very aware of it and grateful for it and I try to share it
19: whenever applicable and possible, you know. Um, I do what I do because I have to and I have to because I can.
3: Mm, that's very zen of you. I like that.
19: So there you go. Yes, that's the truth, you know. I do this because I have to, and I have to because I can.
6: And Memphis in June, I mean, King was killed in April, but that's what he's talking about, you know. So you can take these bits of it, and you realize he's just setting you up to punch you in the face, you know. He's hes making you think it's just this litany of of stuff that doesn't mean anything, but then there'll be a thing where he gets the knife into you. But in the end, I think he kind of admits through this the format of the song and the way I done schools that it might not mean anything. What he's doing might not really amount to anything. It might not change anything in the world. And that's something I think as an artist you have to wrestle with every day, you know? Is that you do this stuff, and this is a depressing way to end maybe. You do this stuff, (laughs) and what's, what's the net effect of it? It might be zero you know, in the grand scheme of yeah. things. But if you can bring some relief to people, if you can bring some like, um, feelings of joy or abandonment to them, then maybe it is worth something. Maybe saying it's not worth anything. is like saying sex isn't worth anything, you know, or, um, eating good food isn't worth anything. You know, it's, experiences are really what we have in life and so if you can improve the quality of someone's life experience in some some way then maybe what you did was kind of worth doing after all so that's not why I do what I do I do what I do because it makes me feel good you know and the fact that it has an effect on other people is really great I like that but that's kind of honestly kind of incidental I have I've been
4: really considering that for the past few days I mean for the past few years and in fact um i love what i do um it has ups and downs i'm good at it um i'm also good at other things i'm not i'm not afraid to do other things um even things outside of my comfort zone um but at the end of the day i think life is short and you should follow the things that make you happiest and uh this makes me very happy i think um I think I am affecting some people and, and able, to, able to do that, and so that means a lot to me. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I, I love what I do, and I think life should be spent doing what you love.
14: More than anything, I think it's a combination of to escape boredom and to get attention. I think it's that simple. And I think that for most musicians, it's that. Whether with attention comes other things and and that was more like when you're young, and like when I was a younger person, even teenager, like a young man, even before being what even would be a young man, like a teenager, you're not really a man yet, you're not a boy, but you're not a man, but you want attention, you want and you want everything that goes with it, you want the girls or boys, if you're into that, whatever you want. The goods you want, the status you want, all those things, and I'm no, di- I was no different than anyone else. You wanted to be known for being good at something. You wanted to be appreciated. You wanted to put have your craft and your uh, whatever artistic integrity be respected. A quest for respect, um, whether people admit it to themselves or not, I think that's as big a part of it as any for anyone whether it's me or Miles Davis or St. Vincent or whoever. I think that is what drives people. Um, and the other part, is just escaping boredom, the boredom of reality. And um, early on, I just noticed, like with my parents, I, I grew up in a fairly normal middle-class home. My parents had jobs. They came home at night. You know, we, they looked after us. We lived in a house. They drove cars. We were we had a nice normal middle class thing. We went to schools. We went to public school. We always had decent clothes. My lunchbox always had a sandwich in it. You know, it wasn't fancy. We weren't. You know, they had to watch money. They I would overhear them arguing about money. You know, did you write that check? I told you to wait. Don't write any checks this week. That kind of thing. But we were never poor. But at the same time, I saw. If they worked at jobs, they, them and everyone around us, all my neighbors, relatives, they worked jobs they didn't like in the Detroit area. It was various, you know, industrial or transportation-related jobs. My mom was a secretary, teacher's aide. Work your lives away at jobs you don't like just to find yourself laid off. In my in my parents' case, like in Michigan in the in the 80s, when unemployment was so high. And the um, the recession was so bad, the Reagan years, the years of, uh, what did they call that? The misery index, <laughs> inflation times unemployment, the misery. And Michigan was off the hook. So I saw people work their lives away at jobs they didn't like, with people they didn't like, putting their dreams on hold for the good of their families, and then just to find themselves high and dry, made redundant. And I, I thought, I'm going to do everything I can to not have that happen to me because it seems like no matter what else, anything's gonna be better than that. And so for me, it was just, I, I had to escape that. And for the most part, I did it. I'm not a rich rock star by any means, but I made a decent living for a, I was a professional musician for at least 25 years and managed to save a little money. I met my wife through music, um, made a lot of friends, et cetera. Um, and you know, so now I still do some music, but I work, you know, a decent job with people I like. Um, I've got a few more years where I have to work, and I, 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 can actually plan on retiring at some point in a few more years, which is unusual, <laughs> isn't <laughs> right. necessarily a common thing these days.
3: Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um,
14: but as much as anything, you want to you want to be noticed, and you just and just to not escape the. The, the boring the normal reality of of the twentieth what was then the twentieth century post industrial landscape. Uh, because the alternative is worse.
9: Yeah, well, you know, it's funny because I I've been listening to your show a bit so I knew that you were I knew that you were gonna ask this. And I don't know if I maybe had already mentioned this to you before, but it's been really nice for me to hear you ask this of people like, particularly people like Andy from Aquarius who, you know, I never met Andy, but I, I still haven't met him, but you know, he, he was a huge supporter of my band long before dead. Um, and Aquarius, you know, he used to buy our stuff and, and is it was really cool to hear everyone almost kind of has the same answer and it makes you feel like, Oh good. I'm not, you know, Yeah. there's, I, I there's nothing wrong with me, but interestingly enough, I have asked that same question of people that I've interviewed and been met with real, like animosity, like, dude, don't fucking pull the strings, you know, like, don't ask me something that personal. Um, So it's really nice to hear that people have been answering it. It's kind of the same answer for me as what most people have been saying, which is, you know, I just, I just have to do it. And it's often to a great cost in other areas. So whether that be, um, you know, having a career or having a, uh, house that you, you know, own and don't rent or, um, you know, or having a, you know, relationship, you know, you know, it's, it's tested relationships and it's, it's ended them. Um, but I would say I would just keep doing it while the, um, while, while the good, outweighs the bad you know like I that's that's really what I just try and do I just try and balance because I've never you know I could probably play 300 shows in a year and I would still want to play more you know Um, I could be in the studio you know every day for a year and I would still want to go back like for me I just can't really get enough of it and it's just a matter of how do I actually make it sustainable given that my love of music you know exceeds the amount that so far we can you know we can't make it a it, this isn't our living you know right so um so we've got to go to work um and do what we have to do to make it work and sometimes that feels like it isn't worth it you know um but then uh, i just feel very very lucky i i I, t- I know this is a really long answer i'm sorry but um I've seen people on, you know, during this crazy fucking pandemic, I've seen people on social media talking about how bored they are. <laughs> and, and that's, yeah. I've not, I literally have not been bored since I picked up a pair of drumsticks and I'm not, you know, that's not, I've not ever been bored. Like if, you know, if I've got to wait 10 hours for a delayed plane or something, yeah, it might be inconvenient and I might get shitty and I'm like, Oh, I'm hungry. And I wish I could, have a shower or whatever. But I, I've never, ever been bored because I'm just constantly, you know, and, you know, Jason and I will text each other about a song. We basically have the same ideas for every song we write. So that's why the songwriting so easy, you know. And it will literally be things like, hey, don't you reckon that bitch should go for five bars instead of eight? And he's like, yeah, I was just texting you that, you know. And, um, and that's just like, I'm so. I just feel really lucky to have that, you know, like the joy that that playing music brings. So that's why I do it because I just, I can't nothing else feels as good, you know, as playing music. So that's it.
1: I don't know any other way to be. I don't think I get a lot of, I get a lot of joy from, you know, the reason I, the reason a minor forest broke up is Because we weren't, it wasn't fun anymore. And like music was not making me happy. And music is so important to me that I never wanted to get to a point where I didn't simply get joy from music. Like that, that was like critical for my sort of mental well being. And even at Aquarius, there were times where I'm like, at some point, like the business of music is going to become overwhelming. And if that happens, I will quit instantly because I never want to lose my sort of like unfettered, like wide eyed love of music and discovery and all that stuff. And I think I've been really lucky, even at my new job, like a big part of my new job is helping independent artists do what they do. And being at this huge corporation and having that be my job is really lucky. And I, so I guess I just, do I just love beauty I guess like I love the beauty of music I love the beauty of art I love the beauty of sound I like making it and I like sharing it and I like being exposed to other people's souls through their through their art and I think I don't think I know any other way to live that makes sense
4: uh, well, you know, at this point, I'm a professional musician. I've been making my living playing music since 1988. I could not be more happy about that. I play with two of the best musicians on earth, I think, and they make make me better. And um, I wake up every single day. Can't I can't wait to do that stuff? I spend 70 percent of my waking hours involved in somehow um, deciding or music in one way or another, whether it's the business of it or whether it's playing it. And it's what I'm, you know, that's what I do. I've been doing it since 1988. I can't imagine it any other way. And I have to go back to a Bob Dylan quote, which is, uh, they ask him, you know, you're in your 70s. You're in your 70s. Why are you still touring? Why are you still doing this? He goes, because that's the deal I made.
23: In our case, I would say that a lot of things that might normally be considered risky in a, in career moves um have for some reason <laughs> the exact opposite ended up being good um for us like i think it's i think it's been helpful for us to um to uh take a stand on things i think it's been helpful for us to not settle on one style um but to constantly um you know, to slowly have built up an audience that uh, likes to be surprised by what we do next. And right. so that I think that, that sort of like weird opposite model has worked for us for some reason, and I'm really happy about it.
2: <laughs> um, well, you know, ever since, I mean, since I was about five, all I've ever wanted to do was play guitar in a rock band <laughs> um and like i mean literally like once i got over wanting to be a cowboy um <laughs> like that's
3: just i shouldn't laugh been, that but... <laughs> I,
2: I, I, yeah no i mean i was a little kid you know yeah but like honestly like i get i got bit by that bug real early and you know my, my parents are both great music lovers and like that was very much a part of my of my my upbringing particularly when i was really little you know i mean like that's what my dad and I did instead of playing catch. Right. It was like, listen to records. And so I just, like, literally by the time I was like seven years old, I was like, that's what I want to do. Um, and not to be all like, oh, my calling and my art or whatever, but it's like, <laughs> it's okay. I mean, I think anybody, anybody. As, long as you don't say do it in like, that
3: voice. I'll kick you right off the show if you say it in that voice for real, but. <laughs> <laughs>
2: But you know, it's like, can you imagine? Like, you, you're you're a lifer. Like, can you imagine not doing it?
3: Yeah, no, I I wouldn't want to. Like,
2: like what what would be the point?
3: Right. That's <laughs> but, you know, Sex Pistols talked like, about no future. That's no future. Right.
2: I mean, yeah. I mean, like you know, I don't have a family. I don't have a career. I don't have a mortgage. You know, I don't have children. I know any of that stuff. Like this is this is what I have instead of all of that stuff because that's what I want. Um. It's, you know, that's when I feel okay. (laughs) And it's fun. And I mean, I I mean, honestly, like it's such a part of who I am and has, I mean, has been since I was a little kid, like why I do, it's not even a question or if I'm going to do it, it's just like, how am I going to figure out how to do it today? Right. I, 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 there's a great quote from Frank Zappa in his book. Um, and I, I, I'm sure I'm getting this screwed up, but it was just like, you know, without the arts to decorate time, life is nothing but deadlines and bills that have to be paid.
3: <laughs> Ooh, that's good.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Like, wow. I mean, seriously, like, I, I don't know. And I, again, not to be, Melodramatic, whatever, but like, I like. what the fuck else would I have to live for?
3: Like, I, I you know, I mean, really, like,
2: yeah, yeah no, I, I don't, uh, like, I don't know. I mean, I've, you know, I tried college, I tried having real jobs, I've tried this and I tried that, and I just fucking hated it. <laughs> I mean, I like, I can't, I can't even fake it for money. Like, yeah. I just, like, I just can't. Um, so, yeah, I do what I do because. Uh, I, I can't imagine doing anything else I'm not really qualified for anything else either so that works out good
25: Well, it's kind of like when people ask me what kind of bass player I am I say I'm D. Boone's bass player I think the momentum of playing with him as a boy is just keep shoving me and doing what I'm doing It's weird, part of it's mystery But part of it's building on the stuff. You know, we were talking about links in the chain. Mm -hmm. But not a chain that binds you. It's just some some trippy connects. So that's why I'm doing what I'm doing. I'm like on a trajectory in a way. I got thrown into this momentum situation. But I'm not unaware. And so I'm looking for teachers. I'm really convinced everybody's got something to teach me if I just keep my fucking mind open enough. So that's why I'm doing what I'm doing. Trying to keep the fucking mind open.
18: Um, I play music because it's the only thing I'm any good at. Um, And, (laughs) you know, it's the one thing I really enjoy and love doing. And uh, everything else, um, I, I don't know. I uh, just do it to stay alive and love. You know, uh, I love my family and just want to be productive and busy. And uh, so I just, just that's why I do it. I'm just doing the doings I do. Do I do it? It's
14: it just it gives me pleasure. And and uh, I when I don't do it, I feel a little weird, a little sick. And so there you go. I don't know. I don't have anything lofty to say about it. I, I get embarrassed or whatever. and think I shouldn't even be doing this. It's ridiculous. But then I don't feel right if I'm not doing it. So I just keep my head down and keep going. I'm really lucky that anyone listens to this shit. If, if, uh, if, if being in Tomahawk and the Melvins and the Cows helps me get ears to listen to this music, great. Yeah. I just do it and I do it and I try not to, I don't know, what can I do? What am I going to do?
18: I don't know. It's congenital. For me, personally, I kind of, it's sort of, I
2: can't do anything else kind of thing. I kind of, I've always been more interested in music than most of the the time. So yeah, that'd be be why. It's weird. Yeah.
11: Why do I do what I do?
2: Um, Because I go nuts if I don't do it. I'm not a pleasant person to be around. (laughs)
5: So I'm doing
2: y'all
24: a favor. (laughs) Uh,
23: Because it's too late to do anything else.
5: Have no idea, really.
9: Um, I it's just love, I guess. I've always it's just the love of music. Always loved it since I was a little kid, and I don't know that's that's the central, basic fact of it.
18: Because of the music makes me feel, and I want to um, infect others with that feeling.
4: Why do I do what I do?
3: Yes.
22: That's a really, really interesting question. Um, uh, Largely, I think, because I kind of have to. I feel like there's certain things that people do, myself, uh, just speaking specifically for myself, that if I didn't... um, if I didn't make music or make artwork, I would probably become somewhat boring and tedious to myself. And I would just feel like, <laughs> I would sort of like I would sort of just like kind of lose a little bit of whatever it is that sort of kind of just makes me feel better. You know, I feel right. like that's sure. just important. And it makes me good for the people that um, care, you know, that I care about and that care about me. If I didn't make music or artwork, my, my wife would just want me to, like, <laughs> probably go do something else, or just leave me? I don't know. Just, I become <laughs> I, mean, I become you take boring. Woodworking you know? or
3: something maybe. Yeah. yeah. Well,
22: no. Well, that's a, that's a craft. That's <laughs> yeah, a, yeah, there's yeah, some craft yeah. there, but but no, more like um, more just like I just don't want to be. You know, uh, you know, I just feel like it's a. It's always been sort of something that's been in me that I just had no control over. You know, I just always felt like I've always had to sort of kind of dig out some cerebral sort of expression, uh, some sort of um relationship from what is happening inside my brain to sort of pushing it out of it and letting it sort of just exist in in the real world in some capacity be it for myself or be it for uh, you know someone who, who might who might get something from it but uh, i just think that it's uh it's just always been a necessity for me to 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 make things try to make something genuine
14: you know the rest of the time i'm just you know the rest
5: of the yeah.
22: time
14: frankly i'm just bumming around, doing, doing absolute, absolutely inconsequential shit, but when you're on stage, uh, when I'm on stage, it feels like I'm, I'm certainly the only person who can be me, put it that way.
25: Because I have to, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's what I do.
23: It's the only thing that makes me um, happy <laughs>
17: that I've noticed.
23: Because uh, I don't know any better. Um, because <laughs> I, I just feel I just I don't know, man. I it's it's pretty simple for me. I just it all makes sense when you're fly, when you're playing the stuff live. Even me going uh, as a guitar player now in the band to the UK for our tour we did in December was kind of big deal because there's a lot of stuff, you know, a lot of guitar bass music guitarists and bands that i'm like damn this is where it's from this it happened here so playing guitar there to me was kind of a big deal or something i don't know um i usually don't care about too much but i thought it was exciting you know to play in uh whether a certain country or town where some things that i might be doing or influenced or inspired by whether i knew it in the moment or after it was all done and it all kind of came together uh Just being there, you know, it's like, damn, this is a place where, like, that kind of came from, you know? So it's always there's always something to heighten the feeling just a little bit more, and it keeps you coming back.
3: So I guess the last question I'd have for you, and you've somewhat answered it just with the the last bit of the conversation, but... uh, Uh, Why do you do what you do? And uh, why do you do what you do? And which is just why do you do what you do? And you can answer it any way you like, but why do you do what you do? Why do you do what you do? Why do you do what you do. Just why do you do what you do. Why do you do what you do. Just why do you do what you do. 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 Why do you do. What you do. Why do you do 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 what you do Mike. Why do you do what you do. Why do you do what you do. But I always ask people why they do. What they do. Why do you do what you do. Uh, why do you do what you do? Uh, you know, why do you do what you do? With the, the last bit of the conversation, but uh, why do you do what you do, yeah. man? I always ask everybody this: is uh, why do you do, what you, you know, why, do you, why do you do what you do?